Well, speaking of Christmas, more shoppers are splurging on themselves this year as they shop for the holidays. A recent survey found 19% of consumers definitely plan to spend more on themselves this holiday season. 40% said they are at least considering to spend more on themselves. God sees that. Oh my God, I laughed so hard. I gave, you know, my daughters have like a holiday shop at their school. You send the kids in with money, they get the family gifts. I picked my daughters up from school and my youngest, Emma, comes up to me and she goes, she goes, Dad, I got you a present. She's like, pick myself up a couple things too. <laughs> she got herself two gifts and wrote to Emma from Emma. Had them wrapped. Nice. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's four minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Scattered snow showers, windy, turning colder today with temperatures falling through the 20s today. Tonight, few snow showers, temperature down to about 14 degrees with a wind chill near zero. Still a couple snow showers Wednesday, high of only 24. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It is 38 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The man behind the attempted terror attack in New York City says ISIS inspired him. Law enforcement sources say Al-Qaeda Ula was angry that the U.S. was bombing territory controlled by ISIS. And motivated by ISIS Christmas threats, senior law enforcement officials tell NBC News that Ula came to the United States in February of 2011 with an immigrant visa. He has a green card and is a permanent resident of the U.S., currently living in Brooklyn. The Bangladeshi immigrant allegedly set off a pipe bomb in a busy subway passageway yesterday afternoon, uh, yesterday morning, rather, injuring several people, including himself. Several women who have accused President Trump of sexual misconduct are calling for a congressional investigation into his behavior. At a press conference yesterday, Rachel Crooks and Jessica Leeds recounted episodes in which they say President Trump forcibly kissed or groped them. Samantha Holvey described an instance in which Trump entered a changing room for Miss USA contestants. The women who spoke out before President Trump's election said their claims fell on deaf ears until the hashtag MeToo movement gained traction in recent months. Leeds alleges that Trump put his hand up her skirt on an airplane more than 30 years ago and said the president of the United States should be held to the same standards that other powerful men have been since the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke. Trump's accusers said it would be the right thing to do to resign, but they doubted he would even consider it. Five senators are now calling for Donald Trump to step down from the presidency. Larry King is rejecting allegations he groped a woman on two separate occasions a decade ago. The charges were leveled Monday by Terry Richard, who was briefly married in the 1970s to the late Eddie Fisher. She claims in 2005, King slid his hand down her dress while the two were taking a photo together. Richard said the second time during another photo in 2006, he groped her so hard he left a bruise. King told People magazine he flatly and unequivocally denies the claims and plans to sue. Celebrity chef Mario Batali stepping away as host of ABC's The Chew in the face of sexual harassment allegations. The website Eater reports the restaurateur is being accused by four women of groping and additional inappropriate behavior while working for Batali. Some stretching back two decades. Batali issued a statement to Eater apologizing for those he's mistreated and hurt. ABC says it asked Batali to step down while the network investigates the allegations. The NFL Network 
is suspending a trio of analysts after a lawsuit was filed by a former wardrobe stylist claiming she was sexually harassed. The network issued a statement to USA Today saying Hall of Famer Marshall Falk and former players Ike Taylor and Keith Evans are suspended from their duties pending an investigation into the allegations. Jamie Cantor says she was also sexually harassed by former NFL Network employees Donovan McNabb and Eric Weinberger. Uh, McNabb currently works for ESPN. Weinberger heads up Bill Simmons Media Group. According to Bloomberg, Falk is accused of groping the woman's breasts and asking deeply personal and invasive questions. She also claims Weinberger and Taylor sent sexually inappropriate pictures of themselves. Cantor first filed the case in October, claiming she was wrongfully dismissed. The amended complaint was filed Monday in Los Angeles Superior Court. And finally, (laughs) the New Yorker has fired Washington correspondent Ryan Litza over claims of improper sexual conduct. Litza denies the accusations and said he was in a dating, dating relationship with this woman. Wow. Wow, wow, Yeah, wow. lots of... Uh, you just read for like four minutes. I know. There without was, coming up for air. There was so much this morning, I didn't think I was going to have it ready for six I o'clock. I just, I can't believe it. I'm I'm shocked about the NFL Network stuff. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, Just because, I, you know, we know Ike, and that isn't who I know, or from the brief interactions that we've had from him, that was kind of, that's kind of shocking for me. That one. I'm not shocked by any of it. I mean, we said before, when is it going to come out in the sports, you know, sports department? Yeah. Well, we just. It's at entertainment, politics. We kind of said that, you know, sports world, there's not a ton of interaction, right? With women? Yeah. There's There's not a ton of women covering Sports, but they could like this woman was a a wardrobe person, right? So there are women in the industry. Sure, you're you're not shocked at all anymore. No, no. No. I mean, it's just an avalanche every day. Man, Alice Cooper is set to star in Jesus Christ Superstar Live. The 69 year old singer songwriter has been cast as King Herod in a new live production of the musical. It will recount Jesus' final week of life and will air on NBC April 1st. The rest of the cast has not been fully confirmed. Uh, I don't know who's running the board, but I have sound here, so I don't know if Randy or Slack are. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel returned to his late night ABC show Monday night with his eight-month-old son, uh, son, Billy, and a plea for health care reform. Kimmel was absent last week as his son underwent a second heart surgery for a serious defect he's had since birth. Kimmel got emotional talking about the surgery but said his, doing, uh, his son is doing well, and uh, he certainly uh, has talked about this in the past, but he did talk about health care and uh, the CHIP program. We also want to thank the, the very bright and talented doctors and nurses at Children's Hospital for who treated Billy, and not just Billy, many kids with uh, so much caring and compassion, children from every income level whose health is especially threatened right now because of something you probably never heard of. It's called CHIP. I don't know what could be more disgusting than putting a tax cut that mostly goes to rich people ahead of the lives of children. Why hasn't CHIP been funded already? If these were potato chips they were taking away from us, we would be marching on Washington with pitchforks and spears right now. Uh, if you don't know what CHIP is, it's the Children's Health Insurance Program, and it did expire in October. My kids were on that. Really? Yeah. 
previous to your working here? Yep. People always say- It was say, a safety net for us. Why don't those guys just stick to being funny? And you see why when it's directly affecting Jimmy Kimmel's life. Also, um, they feel a sense of responsibility. It's that bad. Well, it's, I don't think people, this is not 1985 politics. You know, things are a lot different now and people are fighting for, you know, the America that they know. Yeah, he doesn't and, need it, but he's fighting for people who do. Right. And his ratings have gone way up. Stephen Colbert's ratings have gone way up. And the one guy who avoided talking about politics, ratings went way down. Who? Fallon. Yeah. He lost 25% of his audience. He had a huge audience, though. But still. Because now all of us are enveloped. You can't get away from that kind of news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Charles Manson's cause of death is being confirmed. A death certificate that was released by Kern County, California and obtained by TMZ lists the immediate cause of cardiac arrest, citing underlying causes of colon cancer and respiratory failure. He passed away November 19th at the age of 83. Windy and snowy today. Temperatures are going to be falling into the 20s. More snow overnight with temperatures in the teens and wind chills near zero overnight tonight. Mm. It's 38 at DVE. Perfect weather for our Christmas show coming up. Tomorrow night at Jurgles. Yeah. Jurgles. Wednesday night, Donnie Iris, Joe Gusecki, Scott Blasey, Rob James, Cl and Clegg. By the way, Clinton of, of the uh, Common Heart, he is going to be uh, singing the national anthem before the Patriots game. How nice. about that? Good for him. Dude, that's huge. So cool. So <laughs> That's awesome. So flipping cool. And and just knowing how big of a Steelers fan he is. Oh, yeah. Before the Patriots game? Like I, what? I, I was wondering if he's going to end up wearing a Steelers jersey out there, you know? He has to. Uh, yeah. He might have to do the Gardell and do sleeveless. <laughs> yep. Sing it sleeveless. Come on, click on Clay. Get out there like a <laughs> click on Clay. Like Alan Fanica would <laughs> <laughs> throw those sleeves up. We're really looking forward to it. It's uh, tomorrow night. Gene the Werewolf will be there. Wolf, wolf. Bastard, Bearded Irishman, Molly Alphabet, Paul Luke, Rex yes. Loose. Yes. Bill Toms and Hard Rain. Yes, yes. Cisco Kid. Awesome. Now it's brought to you by Right Auto. Got to be 21. Love Right Auto. Doors at 6, shows at 7. Reps from the First National Bank of Lower Borough will be on hand to collect donations for the family of fallen New Ken police officer Brian Shaw. So that's... Uh, that's really cool. Very cool. It'll be a good opportunity for uh, for you to help, uh, help out Officer Shaw's family. That's tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. And we'll see you there. Beat the Patriots. <laughs> Which was kind of crazy. They twenty-seven twenty. If I was Roy Wood Jr., I'd get out my smoking Joe Cutler jersey and keep it on till Christmas. Congrats to uh, to Roy and all Dolphins fans for getting them beat Tom Brady again. He's not so good down there. He's not so good down there. The Dolphins have been. They always play the Patriots close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's seven and nine in Miami. Does that make sense? Something like that. The Dolphins are somehow still in it for the wild card. Uh, well, the Steelers are definitely in it, and they're hosting the Patriots this Sunday. Your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. Bellanote in the Strip, $3.16 ounce Bud Light drafts every Saturday and Sunday. Bellanote in the Strip is your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. DVE Sports.
Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's going on? Let's start in Miami. It was Jay Cutler against Tom Brady last night, the Dolphins against the Patriots. And if I told you one quarterback was going to have a passer rating of 59.5 and the other 112.1, you'd probably assume that Jay Cutler was the former and Brady the latter, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have to take much time either. Yeah, well, it uh, didn't quite work out that way. Dolphins 27, Patriots 20. We can only surmise that uh, Bill Belichick's team was caught looking ahead to the Steelers. That's what it was. Somebody asked him that in the postgame, and it was the funniest reaction, and I loved it more than anything else. Did you just stare him down? Yeah. S- dead silence for a minute. And then he said, give me a break. <laughs> that would never happen to a Belichick team. No, couldn't. Losing to a crappy team on the road when you're a double-digit favorite. Oh, wait, it just did. It just did. Fire Belichick. It's the NFL, isn't it? <laughs> Fire wonder, McDaniels. wonder if everybody in New England's saying, that wouldn't happen to Tomlin right now. Probably maybe not. maybe Brady just doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Miami pissed off the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Brady was 24 of 43 for 233 yards, one touchdown, two picks, sacked twice. Jake Cutler waking up the echoes, 25 of 38 for 263 and three touchdowns, no picks. New England had 14 first downs. New England was 0 for 11 on third down. New England had the ball for 23 minutes and 51 seconds. New England gained... 248 total net yards. Wow. Who had that? Not not most people. It's the NFL. It happens. I think no less of the Patriots than I did yesterday morning, but uh, they got beat. Yeah. They got handled. And as uh, Marquise Pouncey observed after the Steelers went over Baltimore on Sunday night, it's not like they're bringing Superman, Batman, and the Avatars. <laughs> Avatars. That's so funny. Uh, that loss drops the Patriots to 10-3. and three. It's not all that significant in the race for home field advantage because if New England beats the Steelers Sunday, New England would have the tiebreaker. Uh, a tie is good enough when you have the tiebreaker, but uh, it does... Put the Steelers at 11-2 and two atop the AFC all by their lonesome. The Steelers' 11-2 record matches the Philadelphia Eagles' 11-2 record for the best in the NFL. And one of those teams has its starting quarterback still healthy. Which one's that, Mike? The other one's the Eagles. Right. <laughs> Poor Eagles. I feel bad oh, for them. Yeah. I actually wanted to see how far this kid could go this year. They looked great. They, they looked as good consistently as anybody I had seen this year. And specifically, he looked great. Yeah. Well, but it, I mean, they have a, they have a couple three running backs, they have an active Right. Defense. Oh yeah, no question. It's not the Packers. The, like yeah. they, they've got Brady, a lot of talent around them. It is not Aaron Rodgers lifting a team up on his shoulders and carrying it. Yeah. But okay, when, but let's see Wentz what they was, do without Wentz. Yeah. Wentz was playing great. You're, I mean, he was an MVP candidate. Might still be. Well, the more I think about that and you know there's it's funny uh there's a little bit of a groundswell about Antonio Brown, and I think that's a- legit. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to go Russell Wilson right now. If you look at the numbers and the the, the percentage of Seattle's entire – he's their leading rusher and their leading passer. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. And he's fourth quarter heroics and spectacular plays and all the you know Russell Wilson stuff that he's done. But I think Antonio Brown's in the conversation. He is uh, for a guy who's been phenomenal. He's having his best year, right? Yep. I don't know what the numbers are going to work out to in terms of whether that'll statistically be his career high or not in catches and TDs and things like that. But just watching him play, he is uh, having a remarkable season. Steelers and Patriots Sunday. Tick, 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 tick. I know Le'Veon leads the league in rushing yards. A.B. leads the league in passing yards or reception yards. And Ben leads the league in passing yards. Pretty good things to lead the league in. Defense hasn't been bad either, except for trying to play without Ryan Shazier Sunday night against the Ravens. Penn's hosted the Colorado Avalanche last night at PPG Pates Arena. It was scoreless through two periods. That changed in the third. And it's the Avs charging ahead. A scoreless game, third period. The right side, Colin Wilson. Center day, came over free. Babario, slapper, score. Mark Babario from 40 feet, 45 feet away. A slapper, I don't think it was touched, and it gives the Avs a one nothing lead here in the third period. Yeah, it stayed that way until the Penguins pulled the goalie late. Colorado got another one, and the Penguins didn't get on the board until the closing seconds of regulation. But Malkin behind the cage, in front, off the pads of the goaltender. Malkin trying to pull it, it goes to Kessel, he shoots and scores! Kessel scores with 11.8 to go in regulation. He sees it right by Bernier, scoring the shutout bid, and it's a 2-1 game. But the Penguins have only 11.8 seconds to go. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy, that wasn't enough. Phil Kessel's 15th uh, averted the shutout, but uh, the Penguins fall to Colorado. But a drop of the puck, and Colorado in the series between the two teams wins in Pittsburgh. And the Pens will have to return the favor if they're going to even the series in Colorado next week. Your final score, Colorado 2 and Pittsburgh 1. Penguins fall to 16-13-3, 35 points. They are 6th in the Metropolitan Division. And uh, as we speak this morning, they're the first team on the outside looking in in the wildcard chase in the Eastern Conference. Penguins clearly looking ahead to Thursday night in their reunion with Marc-Andre Fleury. (laughs) There can be no other explanation. It looks like the Flowers are going to go, right? That wouldn't happen to a Scotty Bowman coach team, but... No, that that would be inconsistent. And baseball, uh, you know, we were reminded again yesterday, a couple of events, all we need to know about the Pirates uh, and the game they're playing versus the game that the big boys in Major League Baseball are playing. The Pirates made a roster move yesterday. They claimed minor league infielder Engleb Vilma off waivers from Philadelphia. Boom. He's got a career 256 average in uh, 543 career minor league games. Championship. And the New York Yankees traded uh, for outfielder Giancarlo Stanton. That's Miami. So Yankees get Stanton and the Pirates got. Is that trade Ed, a little fishy? And Gleb Vilma. What, yes. Stan- the Stanton trade? It's, yeah. Are you kidding me? incredibly just fishy. Just a little, just a little bit. No pun ice. intended because it, we're talking about the Marlins here. Yeah. Uh, Starlin Castro and two single-A players, and the Marlins are also sending $30 million to the Yankees, who clearly need the financial help yeah. to pay their players. It's important to note that they're not at the winter meetings, and uh, Jeter is in charge of this whole thing. 
On he's the Miami a, end. Yeah, he's yeah. a sleeper cell. Yeah. Mr. Yankee. Yeah. He, yeah, it's a little fishy. I, I like that uh, a little bit characterization. Also, Tom Brady is 6-10 and 10 at Miami for his career. There you go, 6-10, and 10, yeah. Steelers should come out in Dolphins uniforms. No, let's just play him in Miami. <laughs> AP College Basketball Top 25. <laughs> Villanova, your new number one team after Duke lost to Boston College. It's Villanova, Michigan State, Wichita State. Duke down to number four at Arizona State, rounding out the top five. Bob Huggins and the West Virginia Mountaineers checking in at number 11 at nine and one. And Pitt's uh, Jordan Whitehead has announced he's going to forego his senior season and enter the NFL draft. Uh, Whitehead is safety from Central Valley High School. He follows in the footsteps of wide receiver Quadri Henderson, who recently decided to skip his senior year. That's your DVE Sports. Thanks, Mike. Those Pal. guys are looking ahead to the NFL. That's that's, what, that's why Pitt had such a bad year. That's what it is. Because they're looking Everybody's ahead. Everybody's looking ahead. Pal's looking ahead to the 7 o'clock news. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, a bunch of different fast food items and where they rank in terms of favorites and the best and all that. All that stuff. Um, Cam Hayward, next hour. Also, when we return from this commercial break, Marta Napoleon. Or is it Napoleon? I don't know. Her podcast is called Marta on the Move. And it's about to have its 100th episode live at the City Theater with a bevy of VIP guests. We'll talk with Marta when we come back. Yeah, it's the DBE Morning Show. Randy Bauman, along with a little meeting of important people. They'll be at our DBE Christmas show tomorrow night at Jurgles. Uh, joining us all live in the studio right now, she has her 100th episode of her podcast, her uber popular podcast, Marta on the Move. The celebration is at the City Theater January 5th, and uh, Marta joins us now. Hi, Marta. How are you? You get a pl- applause. Oh, wow, guys. Thanks. You get applause. Yeah. Got applause. Uh, awesome. Benefiting Big Brothers Big Sisters. That's awesome that you have attached that charity uh, to, your, uh, to your event. They do awesome work. They do. Um, and my husband and I are in the process of becoming a big, which is one of the reasons why we chose them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty excited about it. So for those who have not listened to Marta on the move, describe the podcast. So the podcast is pretty much many thing I want to talk about. Uh, but generally it's interesting people in places in Pittsburgh, travel inspirations and pop culture. Okay. Yeah. So what makes you uniquely qualified, Marta? I just like mm-hmm. to talk into a microphone. <laughs> I um I I don't know. I, I you know my husband described it the best way. He said because I was I was struggling with that as well. Uh, I think anybody does that decides to pick up a microphone or gets in front of a camera. Oh no, anybody can. Now. I mean, yeah, here's the beauty. Can. But anybody you can. seem to have something that that but makes you rise above the rest. Uh, well, you're a solo traveler. Right? I am a solo traveler, so I am an advocate which is unique. For, for solo travel for people. Uh, I think I always say, like, cut the cord of comfort. Uh, that's kind of my slogan, mm-hmm. my tagline. Um, I urge people to step out and get out there and um, just have a ball by themselves. They really discover something sure. about themselves. Um, how do you pick, like, how do you pick your adventures to go on? Because I know you've been, like, diving to clean up the coral reef. Yes. I love and to you've, dive. And you've built... You've built houses, right, for for pe- homeless people in yeah. Portugal, or yes. So i i started um, I started back in two thousand four. Uh, I found on the internet, like page 
15 back then. It wasn't even Google. It was just the internet. <laughs> like on page 15, right. it, was, it was not considered Google. Uh, that they were looking for um, people to help excavate tombs in Sicily. And I had just gotten out of college and out of a bad breakup. And I was like, uh, this life sucks. Like, I have to be an adult now. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. awful. Uh, wow. Wow. Why don't I do this? And so I booked the ticket. I left for a month. My mom was ready to kill me. Yeah. And uh, and I got the bug. So I, I was all alone in a foreign country. I'd never flown alone. I'd never gone alone. And it was amazing. It was amazing. It just washed over me. And and then I then I was hooked. Then I went to France and did um, a restoration of a 10th century castle. Um, I did a whale and dolphin migration off the coast of Ischia. Um, and I did helping build houses for the homeless in Portugal. That's diving to clean crazy. up the reefs, but the reefs, the diving was a misadventure because I had just gotten a new uh, goggle set with a camera on it, but I didn't clean it enough. So all my scuba divers out there are like, oh, you didn't clean your mask enough. It was fogging up and I lost it on the bottom of the ocean no. floor. <laughs> so, no, no. so I picked up a lot of debris. And then you littered. I littered. Yeah. <laughs> Although somebody's going to pick that up. It's Polluting. Funny. Well, you know, they're on the bottom of the ocean is coming to the top now. You'll you'll find it. Yes. <laughs> so don't worry about that. This is true. All right. So the 100th episode of Martin on the Move. Who? What has been your favorite episode? Like, what are some of the shi- like shining moments? Because people are now becoming a little more savvy when it comes to listening to podcasts. For a while, it was like a select group of non Luddites, and now the Luddites are even joining because the technology is so easy. It is. So you know, maybe uh, direct somebody to, to a podcast that you loved in the past. Like, what are some of your favorites? Um, I I, I mm. have my particular favorites. I mean, Bill <clears throat> Bill's sitting here. Oh, <clears throat> oh wow. You know, yeah, no, just that's kind great. of coughing. I forgot but... <laughs> that we had even done that. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> uh, that actually is one of my favorites. That was that was a really. I my favorites are the ones that sound like just regular conversation. Like somebody can just peek in a window and be like, "Oh, I I just had a seat in your living room." After a few drinks at happy hour, and mm-hmm. this is exactly what happens. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Bill's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> Alec Baldwin was one of my favorites, just because I was geeking out a little bit. That's awesome. How did you get him? Um, it. I. We just all. He came for the um, symphony because he's a huge advocate oh, yeah. for the symphony, and there was a line to greet him and. I, I went to greet him and, and I was like, I have a podcast. And he was like, you have a podcast? I have a podcast. He's like, I've never been on somebody's podcast. I was like, well, <laughs> welcome. Um, so those are some of my favorites. John Shalkowski is one of my favorites. Um, just, yeah, it's a good time. All right, so how can people access it? People can access it on MartaOnTheMove.com, Twitter at I Can't Find Marta, Stitcher, iTunes, Libsyn, all of Pretty much anywhere now. And I aren't feel you, like you're, aren't you doing a game show coming up or something? I am. Yeah. What What is that? Okay. So Marta Match is on January fifth at City Theater. It is a live game show where I'm rebooting uh, the Match Game. Oh, my, how fun! Yeah, my dream has always been a game show host. That's kind of sad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. Um, lonely childhood. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I've always wanted to be a game show host, um, and 2017 just kind of sucked mm, royally. Yeah, I feel yeah. like everybody can well, just say it yeah, sucked. Yeah. Well, get ready. Yeah. It gets worse in 18. Oh, God, I hope not. But It I, was like yeah. 2016 was a dumpster fire, yes. and then this is the after party for said dumpster fire. Yeah, like somebody <laughs> threw like just liquid, yeah. awful crap Feces, on it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'm hoping 18. <laughs> I wanted to start off with a light foot, and I'm, I have the game show going on. Um, I have Lee Turbosic coming in doing magic. I have um, my friend nice. Deep Violet doing a drag show. Um, and we have a prize raffle, and people can put their names in a hat. That is something I wanted to say. You don't have to be a contestant or put your name in a hat if you're one of those people that doesn't like to be pulled on stage because <laughs> there are those people. Um, what kind of game show host are you going to be? Because there's so many different versions of it. Like, are you going to have the skinny microphone like Bob Barker? Are I'm you... still searching for that microphone. Really? You got to build it. It's hard to find. Yeah, you got to build it. I'm not that savvy. They're rare. <laughs> No, it's easy. You have to do it custom for yourself. Randy's yeah. like, it's easy. Hey, yeah. Randy. He's like, I have a couple. I'll, <laughs> I know. I'll lend you one. All you need one. to do is go down to the junkyard. No, it's it, it's it's actually, uh, I, I, I would be surprised if you couldn't have it custom made for like nothing by some kid at, at Carnegie Mellon. What? I'm for real. Putting a shout out out kid, there. Kids are handy now. <laughs> yeah. Just true. say it's you true. want something and people build it now. That's the, that's the new economy. We made one of those mics kind of by accident. I showed up to do a gig and they only had the lavalier mic. And I was like, I can't just go. I can't do I'm not that kind of comic. Like, I'm not Handsy. Tony Robbins. I'm not going to yeah. go up there and just, yeah. You're not doing an Apple. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing a talk. TED Talk. Yeah. And they gave me a, a sawed off uh, handle for a, a racquetball. What? Racket. Yeah. Oh, to hold? It, yeah. It wasn't and even I, a microphone? And I taped the lavalier to the end of that. <laughs> it looks so stupid. That's talent show. Yeah. That's amazing. All you got to do is get one of those mics and then get a car antenna. Oh, That's right. Just rip off somebody's car, car antenna, antenna from the... Although those don't really exist anymore, right? They're no. all in the... Uh, yeah, they're all like the little mini things. I have a mini, so it's like sticks on the top yeah. with a little bobble Or head. it's in the window. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, true. It does not... A, Go find a 1970s Buick. <laughs> All right, somebody come up with a solution for Marta there. And uh, go see her 100th episode of Marta on the Move, which is being broadcast live to to uh, to the net on City, or at the City Theater, rather, on January 5th, which is a Friday, correct? Correct. It's benefiting Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is a, uh, a charity organization near and dear to our hearts. Uh, the game show, Rick Seaback, uh, Kelly Mays. Uh, tremendous rapper, local uh, hip hop artist, correct? Yes. And uh, Lee Trubosik, also a great rapper. Retro gaming, <laughs> free oh. craft beer. I mean, what this, else do you need? You can't <laughs> go wrong. This is on uh, January fifth, and we'll remind people when they come back from break uh, that they should be headed down to City Theater on Friday the fifth to see Marta on the Move. Hey, congratulations! I look yeah, forward congrats. to uh, catching up Thank on a couple you. of your podcasts. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Right on, Val. What do you got coming up? We're going to talk about uh, all the different fast foods that we eat and what our favorites are and what's the best. Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 745. Charlie Batch and the one and only Donnie Iris on the show today. Plus, Sean Casey in studio for the entire 9 a.m. hour. No, it was 123 degrees, and people were doing that thing where they're like, look, you can bake cookies on your dashboard. Or they, like, break an egg yeah. On a manhole. And they're yeah. like, look how hot oh, it is. Right on a manhole? Cooking eggs on a manhole. You don't want those. You don't want those eggs. Let me tell you something. If your manhole is hot enough. <laughs> yeah. This is our that. famous b-hole scramble. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Well, no danger of it getting that hot today. Freezing temps on the way and uh, wind chills in the single digits later tonight. Perfect time for Billy Gardell to get out of town. Billy, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> 
Kaz, I'm blowing out of here. It's starting to dump. I got to get back. Go. Kaz, get uh, out of here. I, I, lo I love you guys very much. Thanks for having me in. We had a great uh, benefit last night. Thanks for helping with that. But here's the message. Let's not lose focus on New England just because they took a dump down in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that doesn't mean anything. Don't report about the Yankees. I don't care about baseball right now. It doesn't matter. They didn't have Gronk. We can't take him lightly. And it probably made Brady matter. So we got to stay hyper-focused this week. That's my message. Hyper-focused. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. You're right, like the, all the people who are saying, like, the polls in Alabama read one way in order to keep people at home and feel like, oh, well, well this one's in the bag. We're not going out. What Billy's saying is get out and vote. He's saying get out and vote, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black and gold all week. Socks, underwear, shirts, T-shirts, hats, sunglasses. If you got an old 70s beer can from Iron City, put that on your desk. <laughs> we got to get the mojo working. Get it going. That's, yeah, we do. That's good advice. It's yeah. it's it's incumbent it's upon all Steeler fans. Don't just leave it up to the team. This is on everyone. This is on us. We're involved here. We got to show up now. You got Bring a special it. spot on the couch? Make sure you're sitting yeah. there. That's every. That's what I mean. Every single superstition you have, we need to make sure that the playoffs come through Pittsburgh. Wonderful. That's right. Sounds good, Bill. Val, I'm, Val, I'm still eating my cookies too. Thank you. Good. I'm on the way to the airport. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, Val made cookies. Bill walked in and just took a whole bag. He goes, "These for me." Thanks. Walked out. <laughs> that's hey, listen, okay. I hope you feel better. Thanks, man. And. uh and I love you guys, and I'll, I hope you have a great Christmas party for DVE at Jurgles. Jurgles, I just like saying that. I know. Jurgles. 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 And, uh, and, and I'll be talking to you, and I hope everybody has a super holiday. Same you to you, too, Bill. Bill. Say hi to yeah, the family. Christmas, we'll be talking Bill. to you before then, but uh, thanks for checking in on your way out of town. Safe travels. You got it. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love See you. Too, Billy Gardell on his way to the airport there. Val. Billy's the best. He's just the best. He so badly wishes he could live here. <laughs> Provided the weather was a little right. more like Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> if he stayed today and tomorrow, he might not think that so yeah. much. <laughs> stay here for a week well, in December. He stayed he, yeah. today and tomorrow. Patty might make him stay here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Scattered snow showers, windy, turning colder today with temperatures falling through the 20s today. Tonight, few snow showers, temperature down to about 14 degrees with a wind chill near zero. Still a couple snow showers Wednesday, high of only 24. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. It's 38 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by McDonald's. I'm loving it. The eight days and nights of Hanukkah starts this evening at sundown. It's the Jewish wintertime festival of lights celebrated with a nightly menorah lighting, special prayers and special foods. The holiday also reminds Jews to be a light in the world. Hanukkah commemorates the rededication of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and a miraculous military victory. The name Hanukkah comes from the Hebrew verb meaning to dedicate. Firefighters are working to gain control of the fifth largest wildfire in California's history as high winds and dry conditions continue to fuel that blaze. The Thomas Fire has burned over 230,000 acres in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties since it began last week. 
It's only 20% contained. The National Weather Service says wind gusts of up to 40 miles per hour and low humidity are expected through Thursday, posing a continuing challenge to firefighters. The blaze has destroyed about 800 structures, including more than 680 homes. At fires burning about 100 miles northwest of downtown L.A. Several businesses in a Monroeville plaza are closed because of possible mine subsidence. Employees at the Fine Wine and Good Spirits store on the Northern Pike noticed cracks in the walls earlier this week. Emergency crews shut down the whole plaza so they can determine the cause. It's not clear when those businesses will be able to reopen. A new study of 19,000 workers found that when workers feel they're being treated badly or unfairly at work, they call in sick more often and for longer periods of time. Gallup survey found 50% of workers have quit their jobs because of a bad boss. On the other hand, research by the job site Indeed.com found that bosses and managers who are kind and treat their workers fairly have happier and more productive employees. Probably not a survey they needed to take. <laughs> I know. Hey, if you treat people good, they don't call off of work all the time. And they like you. A survey recently conducted to hear what people think about a variety of fast food items. Who do you think has the best fries? Ooh, McDonald's, McDonald's for sure. has to be number one. Number one, 57% of the vote, followed by Chick-fil-A, which don't they have the waffle yes, fries? Yes, and you guys are so fries. unnecessarily... Derogatory Anti-waffle. towards waffle fry. I, I don't know what happened. Here's what happened. It's a texture thing. Yeah. It also holds more of the grease. They're not greasy. Hmm, that's what you said. <laughs> you guys don't eat them. I uh, do. What? I've never had them. Come on. Well, I mean, yeah, what? Right. You had them once, twice. For you some don't reason, go to Chick-fil-A. I don't like them. For see, well, uh, no, the Chick-fil-A's I've not had. You're right. I've had waffle fries though, and yeah. typically those lattice-looking fries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a different flavor because of the cut, and I don't know what. I don't know if there's... Plus, it, it feels like there's not enough potato meat in it. Which I don't what I mean? know what it's that like, means. It's just, it's too... It's like a crisp. It's not there's a... too much surface. There's no pillow inside. <laughs> so are you more of a steak fry person? No. I with the thicker fries? I do like steak fries, Too but, much pillow on a steak fry. But too much. I also like Yeah, those like are like shoestring. body pillows. <laughs> shoestrings. I do like shoestrings. It's all about the shoestring. Nice soft middle. Yeah. And a tot. You can't go wrong with a tot. Tots are a different thing. I don't like the emphasis, like how the infiltration of tots. Well, it's not a fry. Right. It's a potato product. Yeah, but it, I, I want fries. I don't want tots. Tots, I can make tots. My kids are you like, can make fries tots? Too. Get not like that. With those tots. I don't have a fryer. Fries? Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, but they don't taste as good. The tot thing mm. is like, mm. It's trendy now. The oh, tachos. I know. It's second to we third place for We did that for a, a football party last year, a tacho bar. How I'm, was that? I'm a fan. I like Didn't it. Didn't go over as well as I had Oh, hoped. gee, I wonder why. Anyways, if you'd have done... <laughs> Shoestring this, bar? I don't yeah, know why you two bar. were... You're especially anti-tot and anti-waffle fry. We had a good thing with the fry. I don't know what everyone's messing with it. That's the one thing that didn't have there's to be messed with. There's room. There's not just one yeah, kind of beer. There's room for all kinds of there's USFLs while the NFL of French fries, the regular old shoestring uh, fry thrives. Do you like limp or crispy? <laughs> Do you like limp? <laughs> what kind of question is that? I refuse to answer that on the grounds that this can be taken out of context and used against me in later broadcasts. <laughs> what, what Ten years you, from now. What are your thoughts on the curly? No. <laughs> this is the funniest. I like champ. Fry talk. 
I don't uh, like curlies. I don't like the curlies because they always got like the old bay on them, and then all of a sudden it's a different thing. Like, what are we in Maryland? It's another weird. I don't know what I. I just don't like them. Man, you guys need to get out there more. Diversify your mm. fry folio. No, man. Do you like fries with skin on? Mm. On the end, the tip, just the tip. What are you talking about? <laughs> skin on just the tip? I've never seen these fries. <laughs> Uncircumfries. <laughs> what uh, is this talk? Pizza. I mean. Now, this is chain. What chain has the best pizza? Domino's was number one. I go Pizza Hut. Yeah, P- me too. Pizza Hut number two, followed by I Papa John's. had a bad John's. experience in Phoenix, Arizona in 1988. At a, At a pizza, pizza Hut? Hut? What happened? Show us on the pizza. They were cheap. That's when they were trying to go against uh, uh, Little Caesars. So they were giving you two pizzas for the price of one, mm-hmm. and I th- they kept that f- that promotion for many years. But that was right when it first started. And the pan pizza, you know, it wasn't like we were in the corner of the culinary world in Erie, PA. And so my mom took a loan out so that we could all go to the Fiesta Bowl to see my brother play. So we all went to the Fiesta Bowl, but the- we were on a budget. Sure, you got a big family. So the pizzas were a lot of food for Which not you- a lot of money. Of course, yeah. So the whole time we ate... Greasy pan pizzas. Love it. Now imagine being with your brothers. No. In <laughs> rental cars. No. Driving around all day after eating pan pizzas. I don't think insurance covers that. In the heat. In the heat for no. for a bunch of days in a row. Arizona. Dude, it was it was, it was not good. The cars needed to be no. reupholstered. Yeah. When you brought them back. It was like the Pagliacci music was playing in everybody's head. <laughs> I don't know if it's just I don't I honestly I haven't had Pizza Hut a ton in my adu- in adulthood great but, pepperoni but it, no chain of pizza restaurants are more nostalgic for me the lights me too. in a Pizza Hut the glasses the, the, the glass, cups the, the red, red cups the red. yeah oh. the red the coke, I used to coke tastes wonderful out of those we used to walk to Pizza Hut downtown every day the last day of school downtown Franklin yeah okay. The great Frogger. <laughs> like at the end of a little league season, if your coach, you know, took the whole team out and yeah. the, they, they always had those great pizza buffets. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have to tell Terrific. you, uh, while we're talking about pizza, I know that we're doing a specific uh, uh, best of, but Little Caesars. All right. When they first came out, I was a huge fan. I mean, huge. I loved. Yes. So I didn't know that was like a Detroit thing. And I just thought that was like what Little Caesars did. Yeah. Currently, right now, down in the Strip District, in the Smallman Galley. You know what Smallman Galley is? There's Federal yeah. Galley different. and Smallman Galley. So there's four different chefs Food. who have, like, it's a cafeteria. But the food is out of this world. Well, one of the new ones at Smallman Galley is a pizza place called Iron Something. I can't remember. the It's Iron Something. Um, they make those kind of pizzas. Um, me and Abby went down for lunch on Friday, and Rick Seaback was there eating one when we got down. I'm like, this is how you know it's good. Of course. <laughs> this is how you know we're in the right place. Seaback's <laughs> here already. And it was especially awesome. So if you highest stumble into a restaurant that Seaback is in, I feel like that's like the catching a, a snow leopard. Like, it's it's very rare, <laughs> but also you you realize you're in the presence of greatness. Yeah, you know you are in the right place. Like, if you were buying cocaine and Charlie Sheen was in line in front of you, <laughs> like, this guy's wow. good. Oh, my God. Yeah. This has to be great coke. Yeah. Yeah. Best sandwich shop. 
Subway, number one, Panera Bread, and Jimmy John's. Top three. I'm not weighing in on that. Why? You don't like sandwiches? Said I'm not weighing in on that. Best tacos? I was surprised at this. Chipotle, number one. Taco Bell, number two. I mean, it's right in the name. And Qdoba is number three. I haven't gone back to uh, Taco Bell in many, many years. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't think my um, I have the intestinal fortitude to uh, to eat there anymore. I well, honestly didn't know Chipotle had tacos. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> I only thought they had burritos. No, you can get tacos. They're awesome. And burrito Well, bowls. they're mostly soft I don't think tacos, I've ever had a taco there. Yeah, you get three of them. It's really good. Best chain restaurant, uh, which best chain, which chain restaurant has the best breakfast? McDonald's, I mean. Not even in the top three. Well, it's wrong then. IHOP is number one. Well, that's, oh. oh. Come on. All right. What? Well, that's like built for breakfast. Okay, well, it's which chain restaurant has the best breakfast? Waffle House number two, Cracker Barrel was third. Cracker Barrel. That's pretty solid. Have you guys been to the Cracker Barrels? Yeah. I don't. I've never been. Yes. I know they have like yeah, a country bacon. store attached to them. Oh yeah. With some phenomenal rocking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Barrels are big deals. That's one of Greg Warren's favorite places. Mm-hmm. They have a really good hash brown casserole that I make too. Hash roll. And their bacon's pretty solid. And the sausage. Slack is nodding approvingly in there, and he's got, he's got real hillbilly pedigree. You got to get the pecan logs when you go to, uh, <laughs> oh, dude, when you no, go to the dude. Cracker Barrel. No, no. thanks. No. Oh, no. yeah. Getting the candy. The general store is where it's at, man. The general store, yeah, that's right. It has a general yeah. store out. And the, and the little it. and the little uh, the little triangle game with the with the oh, tees, where you yeah. gotta mm-hmm. to entertain I'm, yourself. I, I'm no good at that. What's the story behind the Cracker Barrel people, though? Like, are they are they like Amish or they're, what's their deal? They're no just idea. they're just delightful. They're people that were t- <laughs> they're people that were too nice to work at Chick Fil A, so they so they go to the Cracker Barrel <laughs> with the giant checkerboards with their wares, like because they make stuff too. I don't know if they make stuff. They make like, I don't know. The chairs? Yeah. I think they buy those and resell them. <laughs> I think so. By the way, the place in Small Galley is called Iron Born. Iron Born. Awesome pizza. Highly recommend. Another effort to legalize marijuana for both medical and recreational use could be on the ballot in Ohio next year. Jimmy Gould with the free market adult consumption of marijuana ballot issue says the current proposal is aimed to be much less restrictive than issue three, which was voted down. The group proposes to legalize recreational use in only a non-public viewable location that can't be accessed by someone under 21 years of age. Gould says there would also be proximity restrictions for use in relation to schools and daycares, and farmers would have a voice in how hemp cultivation is regulated. And a man who made his name through illicit pot use is helping the state of California now that cannabis is legal. The Sacramento Bee reports that Cheech Marin has recorded a public service announcement for the California Secretary of State's office. Of course, Cheech was half of Cheech and Chong. Rolling Stones are earning more than $10 million per night on tour. A report from live event tracking publication Polestar found the band sells an average of 63,000 tickets at about $159 each on their 14-show No Filter Tour. As of early November, they were the highest-earning live music act, followed by U2, Coldplay, and Lady Gaga. The entire tour brought in around $120 million total, and the band now has... 
the number nine and number 11 top grossing tours of all time. Forecast today, windy and snowy temperatures falling into the 20s today. More snow overnight with temperatures in the teens and wind chills near zero. It's 37 degrees at DVE. It is the DVE morning show. we got a lot coming up for you. Cam Hayward, 745. Charlie Batch. we got to get Cam's take on these fries. Oh, yeah, he'll have. He'll for sure have some. All of them. Some, Some good in, insight there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Batch, also 815. Donnie Iris in studio at 845. And in the 9 Don, o'clock hour, Don. it's Sean Casey. We just turn him loose. <laughs> we turn him loose. No yeah. leash. Yeah. Hold on loose. I could bait that. I can't hold on loosely. I'm no. either holding on or I'm letting go. That's right. It's one or two. That's it. Hold on, loosely. From a helicopter? No. No. Uh-uh. Better have a parachute. Tell you what. Hold on to your shorts. What? The DV Morning Show Christmas Party is tomorrow night. Prince. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And a oh, little uh, chink in the armor? Kink in the armor? What's the politically correct way to say that? I don't know. Probably no way. Politically. Not allowed to talk about the armor Correct. anymore. Yeah. But the... Uh, Monkey in the wrench, as uh, John McClain might say. Yes. Uh, mixing up that metaphor a little bit. But the Patriots, once again, can't get it done in Miami. And, uh, boy, if we could just play him in Miami, we'd be in good shape. Six and ten, Tom Brady. Well, and, and Bill Belichick team's traditionally terrible on the road as a double-digit favorite because they're probably looking ahead. Uh-huh. See what he's doing to you there, Steeler fans? Never happens to Bill Belichick, does it? Well, it happened last night. Dolphins 27, Patriots 20. Hum-ha. New England ran the ball 10 times for 25 yards in a football game. That's Six, crazy. 60 minutes. Miami ran 30 times for 120 yards. Funny how the team that ran the ball much better ended up being the team that won the game. Uh, Dolphins also got the far superior quarterback play. Jay Cutler, 25 of 38 for 263 yards, three TDs, no picks, and a passer rating of 112.1. Tom Brady, 24 of 43 for 233, one touchdown, two picks. His passer rating was 59.5. Funny how when one team runs the ball much better than the other, that team's quarterback also seems to have a much easier time. Mm -hmm. Patriots had the ball for 23 minutes and 51 seconds. That is the way to defend New England. Hold on to the ball. They were getting after Brady, too, when he had the ball. And uh, the stat of the night, New England 0 for 11 on third downs. Get off the field. Remarkable. But uh, now the big one. Both teams on the clock for Sunday. Patriots at Steelers. Of course, the Steelers have been thinking about this one for a long, long time. Probably been thinking about it since last season's AFC Championship game up in New England. Stephon Tuitt of the Steelers acknowledged before the season even started back in September that he was thinking about the Patriots. We got to start strong and we got to finish strong like we did last year. And, you know, we got to finish all the way. 
and uh, we can't you know, bow down to the team that we've been bowing down to. We've got to kick their butts and be able to go down to where we go. But we've got to start one week at a time, and that's the Browns this week. That's our competition this week to go where we want to go. Which team is that? What team is that? We already know what team that was. We lost in the AFC Championship to them. So um, to be able to go back and beat that team, to be able to go up there, like I said, I'm not worried about them, but it's one week at a time. But at the same time, we want to be able to, you know, Keep everybody healthy and be strong for the playoffs. Did you get this from Charles Suggs? Is it a conscious effort not to speak their name? No, I didn't know he did it. He did that too. <laughs> yeah, we'll start being that way. He's a great player too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not about chasing. They, you know, they went, they won it. So, you know, we was there and we didn't. So at the same, at the end of the day, we want to do everything we can to put ourselves back in that position. If it's against them or not against them, but at the end of the day, we want to be back. We want to be back in that position so we know what to do next time and come away with that um, situation with a win and go to where we were trying to go. Would you prefer it be against them? Um, well, who don't want to play against the best? You know, that's why you come out here. You compete against, I compete against the Castro every day. That's one of the best offensive linemen in the, you know, in the NFL. And, you know, be a part, just be a part just to go against him every day is a blessing for me when I go against somebody else on the other side of the ball that's not. So, you know, for here, we just want to be the best. And that's the only way. Do you have a schedule and did you circle December 17th? Yeah. I circle all the teams. They, that, that team, but they probably double circled. <laughs> double circled. What a lovable laugh. Got to stop bowing down, right? Yeah. No more bowing. Got to stop bowing yeah, down. Yeah, they get that all the time. You know, it's not unique to the Steelers. It's they, there's a there's a point cushion that you have to overcome in terms of intimidation and intimidation each time you play those guys. They're the champs, without question. They got the belt, and uh, the Steelers are aware of that. But uh, speaking with Marquise Pouncey in the immediate aftermath of Steelers thirty nine, Ravens thirty eight. Bowing down to the Patriots didn't appear to be on the agenda. I don't know. Is it something different? You acting like they're coming in with Kryptonite, Superman, and Batman, and uh, the avatars and stuff. Heck yeah, it's a regular football game. What do you mean? We're going to go out there, we're going to tackle, we're going to throw the football, we're going to run the football. They are bringing Superman, aren't they? I hope so. I'll take a picture with them. I mean, we're going to get respect where respect's due now. Come on now. But they're not Superman. They've been beat out. Don't they? They lost this season, right? Give any thought to how you match up with them? No. I look at the film this week. I'm going to go home and celebrate this AFC North, and then I'll think about it tomorrow. So that was another problem New England had last night against Miami in addition to the 0 for 11 third down thing and the being unable to run the ball thing. Rob Gronkowski served his one-game suspension, so they tried one of those avatars at tight end, and it kept trying to catch the ball with that tail thing, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Brady was getting hot. It was... I mean, he was out there running his tail off, but he just couldn't catch the ball. Not a so if the Steelers could beat the Patriots, they clinch home field throughout. No, nah, not yet. No, they, they have to win, and oh, Jacksonville has to lose. Patriots lost. If the Patriots win, or if the Steelers win against the Patriots, they clinch. They can uh, take a No, nah, but they only have a two-game lead on Jacksonville. And they lost to Jacksonville. Steelers. So there's still, okay. there's still be two regular season games remaining. They can they can clinch if they win and Jacksonville loses. Right. Who does Jacksonville play? Finishes with Tennessee. Hmm. At that's Tennessee, a tough, that's a tough game. I think the Colts. That's not a I'll, tough game. I'll double check that, but it's it's not inconceivable that Jacksonville could could win out. So, uh, does it worry you the way they kick the Steelers' butts here? Now that they're an actual competitor? Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah, because it can run the ball. Yeah. 
Although Fournette has slowed down considerably since uh, the early part of the season, but they're also legit defense, and you got to take a team that can run and play defense seriously. Like that wasn't an anomaly, one of those let down, we lose to a bad team games like Chicago. That was, we well, got I mean, our butts whipped by a team that's good. They were both kind of the same in that they gave up 200 yards rushing, and you're not going to win when that happens. But, uh, sounds like that's not going to be an issue Sunday because the Patriots ran for 25 yards last night in Miami. Penguins lose 2-1 to one to the Avalanche. Uh, Penn's outshot the Avalanche 40-28, to 28, but uh, just couldn't put the puck in the net. Mike Sullivan not displeased with the effort or the performance, just the lack of goal scoring. Yeah, you know, we're disappointed we didn't get the we didn't get the result, but there was a lot of things to like about the game. You know, we had the puck a lot. We, you know, we as I said, we had we established a lot of offenses on time. Um, you know, the power play wasn't quite as sharp as it's been, um, but that's going to happen over the course of you know eighty plus games. So um, we've got to find ways to have success five on five. We just did, we couldn't find the back of the net tonight. Depends right Las Vegas Thursday night. I like it. Might be familiar with the goaltender for I Vegas. I like it a lot. Oh, boy. Will Murray play? Will it be Flurry and Murray? Will Mario have Celine Dion come over from Caesars Palace and sing the national anthem? And just do the Canadian one just because. Will Staggy direct the crowd to chant for each goalie? Yeah, It's in Vegas. Still. <laughs> Staggy will do it up at the saloon. I, I think there should just be some sort of ceremony before the game if Flurry ends up playing. You know, you could all have a group hug or something. That would be. You hate it. Everybody else loves it. It is what it is. I think it's good for the game. I like it a lot. Got to stop bowing down to that guy. Who Flurry? Yeah. No, we don't. Got to stop butterflying for that guy. No, he's perfect. But he should now never, I mean, never entertain it's, playing. It's perfect. He's perfect. You should. He should never entertain playing for the Penguins ever again in any way, shape, or form. I think somebody should put the UPMC commercial on loop. It's like my buddy Brian beat Just me. Just watch him put the diaper bag in the garbage with the goalie stick for about nine hours in a row. <laughs> keep hating. We'll just be. We'll just keep going to the park that Marc Andre Fleury built for us and enjoying. The verdant landscape That's that he insured for people in the city of Pittsburgh. I don't hate him. I don't think you do. No, no, but no, he's fine. He's Cam Hayward, Steelers captain Cam Hayward. Nobody hates Cam. When we come back, DV Murray. It is the DVE Morning Show, your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, one hundred two point five DVE. This Sunday, it's Steelers. Patriots, a four o'clock game at Heinz Field. No way for the NFL to flex that one, Mike, or they would have done it by now. Oh, no, that's they want that one right there. They want the four o'clock CBS, right? Yep. Joining us right now, 430, isn't it? 425. One of the uh, starring participants in that contest, the one and only Cam Hayward. Cam, Cam. a big round of applause to you, my friend. An unbelievable effort. And, uh, and keeping that defense together at the end of the game on on uh, Sunday night. Uh, when they were, uh, I think they were up 31-20 or something like that. I don't remember what the deficit was. But I think they had 31 points. They showed you just chewing out the defense. Do you remember what you were saying there to inspire them to uh, keep the game close enough for the, for Ben to lead the guys back to the, the uh, to the W? Uh, 
it wasn't necessarily a chew-out. It wasn't uh, nice, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was addressing everything that we needed to do, whether it was tackling, um, penalties, uh, missed assignments, you know. Um, it, we, I was thinking, you know, we still had a chance at this. Um, but we got to put the little st- stuff behind us, um, and we got to play our football, you know, give our offense a chance, um, you know, and, and that's what we did. You know, uh, I commend the guys for, you know, locking in and refocusing because, you know, it's easy to just, you know, avalanche and just let things build up. Uh, but once we need a, a stop, we got it. Yeah, Mike Tomlin addressed that a little bit after the game, Cam. He said when you're giving up yards and points, it's easy to get beat down mentally. How did how did you ward that off as a, as a group? Uh, <laughs> you know, being <laughs> honest with ourselves and just saying, you know, uh, you know, there's plenty of time. Um, why not just make the plays we need to make? You know, whether it was, you know, LJ Fort coming in. Um, I know he was splitting time, but, you know, he delayed a, a – he made a great hit, a legal hit, um, and jarring the ball loose when uh, Flacco threw it, you know, or, you know, TJ having a sack at a, at a critical time. You know, we just thought um, once we got back to just focusing – or just getting off the field, getting the ball back to our offense, um, we could have success. You mentioned LJ, and he played a little sub-package. Sometimes Sean Spence was playing. Sometimes Arthur Motes was playing. Sometimes Cody Sensiball was playing. Sometimes Cam Sutton was playing. Uh, A lot of moving parts there. I know you guys still have a standard you want to adhere to, but how how challenging was that given the uh, seemingly constant changing nature of your defense? Yeah, I think it's it's a lot harder because, um, you know, as guys go down and you have multiple guys per, uh, stepping in, you got to be even more crisp. You got to have more execution. Um, and obviously we did it, but, you know, uh, you got guys playing new positions and uh, they have to understand that, you know, we're not just putting you in here just to put you in here. We're expecting big results. We we expect you to go out there and do it. Um, and, you know, when we needed those, we got it. So four of the last five decided at the last minute. The last <laughs> couple pretty pretty hard-hitting games. And there was some concern about the attrition that uh, the Steelers might be suffering heading into the game against the Patriots. Did you see it more as you guys are uh, having a lot of uh, battle fatigue going into this game, or is it an iron sharpens iron kind of mentality? It's iron sharpens iron. You know, everybody's going through battle attrition now. Everybody's got injuries. Uh, you look around the league, everybody's dealing with something. So, you know, we can't, you know, rest our head on that. But uh, I just like the way we battled. I don't care how it gets done. I don't care about the style points. We're 11 and 2. Or we're 10 and we're, we're 11 and 2, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 11 and 2. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, uh, not a lot of teams can say that right now. So, um, you know, we 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 cherish that, um, but we know we got a big test this week. So, how quick was your teammate Ryan Shazier on your mind at the end of that game? Uh, you know, I think once the, you know, if finally the time finally read zero zero zero, um, you know, we were just thinking about him. Uh, we got to FaceTime him in the locker room. And, you know, you could tell he was excited. We were excited. 
um, you know, I had told him we we're, we're going to get you that T-shirt. Um, so, you know, I know he's uh, he, he can't wait to have it. I think I'm going to drop it off today to make sure he gets it. You know, guys, when they play against Michael Jordan, would have unforced errors just because they were playing against the best. And that mm-hmm. seems to be the case with the Patriots from time to time. How do you stop, particularly the younger guys, from having, uh, you know, deer in the headlights syndrome from uh, just being around one of the greatest and, and being so hypersensitive to, well, he can beat you a lot of ways? Yeah, you know, he can beat us a lot of ways, but at the same time, we got to think we could beat him a lot of ways. Um, you know, I know Michael Jordan won rings, but, you know, it doesn't mean he won all of them. Uh, and, you know, our main concern is, you know, playing good football, put ourselves in good situations. Um, you know, I think we, we think we have a good team. Um, and, you know, we think we're built to withstand anything. So, you know, it, it's telling guys that, you know, you don't have to do more than, you know, what is asked of you. You don't have to be Superman. We just need your best. Yeah. You know, under, understanding that, you know, you don't have to do too much. You don't have to cover the entire field. You just have to cover a part of the field. Or, you know, understand that you have to take care of one gap instead of multiple gaps. You know, our defense is designed to, you know, for us to just do our 111. And guys have to understand that because um, going against the best, they'll exploit it. But uh, if you if you come back at him and say, you know, I'm going to do my job because I trust my teammates and I expect the, the best out of everybody else, then you're going to be successful no matter what. Cam, do you get a sense of how much the fans despise the Patriots <laughs> and how frustrated the fans are that the Patriots always seem to beat the Steelers? Yeah, um, you know, they, they won last year. And I, I know everybody's been thinking about that loss for a long time. Um, you know, I know this game has been circled. Uh, you know, when, when good teams do well, you're, you're supposed to hate on them. Um, you know, especially the Patriots. They've done so well. And, you know, it's time for somebody to knock them off their, their, their high horse. But, uh, you know, uh, we, 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 I think our fans have been waiting long enough for it. Cam, uh, away from football, another important discussion that we wanted to include you in this morning. Uh, Val was talking about there was a new poll taken, and they ranked French fries. And French fries? Yeah, fast food French fries. Fast food French fries. Best fast food French fries. And at number one, Val? McDonald's. Uh, they're, McDonald's. They're the Patriots. First <laughs> overall French fries. Right, they're the Patriots of French fries. That's fine. Uh, we did hear a tip from somebody who said, if you want fresh French fries from McDonald's, order them without salt. And then they will give you fresh ones, and then you put on your own salt. Mm. <laughs> Hot and steamy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, little McDonald's know, hack there for you. Yeah, my brother used to be a big uh, believe. my older brother, half-brother. We uh, used to always take us to McDonald's when we were young, um, and he would always ask if there was salt on them or not. And I was always like, what are you talking about? And, you know, they would go <laughs> back and bake uh, or fry a new thing of fries. So he would always get the freshest fries there you go. ever. Mm-hmm. But I've never been a big, you know, McDonald's fry fan. I was always a Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Okay, so See, this is the argument. I knew it. I That's knew it. That's number two on the list. <laughs> and that is correct, Cam. I've been getting crushed in here because Val and Randy are anti-waffle fry for some reason. 
And I'm Why? telling you, it's I don't know because they uh, they're against <laughs> things that taste great because it, it completely screws with it, like the the, the consistency ratio. of the yeah. First of all, it gets too crispy. You don't get enough potato pillow inside. Yeah, I would be against that as well. First of all, that's the wrong AAA you're going to. It's not too crispy. It's just right. <laughs> it is. You know, you know. I can't believe you said the little fries from McDonald's. Shoestrings. Just, yeah. Shoestrings. Oh, they're terrible. They're not. They're really good. Here's the thing about the waffle fry. Here's where I will give the waffle fry its due is as a conduit for ketchup, it works pretty damn good. Because you can really get a lot of Heinz 57 on that thing before it drips through the... Uh, more surface area. Through the holes Wait, in it. Wait, you're putting Heinz 57 on your fries? You mean ketchup, not steak sauce. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay. But I would rock that. How do you feel... Sauce on fries. Yeah, me too. How do you feel about malt Ranch. vinegar and salt on your fries? I don't. I don't do that. You don't mess with that. <laughs> don't ranch do that. dressing? No, that's not me. Uh-uh. Ranch dressing? Yeah, I'll do the Polynesian sauce. Yes. Sometimes ketchup, Chick Fil A sauce. You can't go wrong. What yep. about a steak fry? Uh, just ketchup them. They're big. They're big though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're big. Uh, a little overrated, but they're good. You know what's underrated is Five Guys. <laughs> Yeah, those are shoestring, though. You get you get a burger, and there's just like a bag of seemingly bottomless fries that yeah. you yes. eat them yes. for an hour. Yeah, they're pretty good. Terrible. Ha, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get like a stomach ache after that. <laughs> have you had the, Have you had O fries in Pittsburgh? Yeah, who hasn't had O fries? I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, people don't yeah. make their way around town. You gotta uh, mention potato well, patch. I mean, right? your dad probably has a statue there. <laughs> yeah, he was there multiple times. Uh, <laughs> like Franco's is at the airport, yeah. and Ironheads is at the O. Yeah, you know my mom and dad raised me on the O, so there's no way I've had fries all my life. Okay. Yeah, the O and uh, potato patch at Kennywood are cut from the same cloth. They're the yeah. same fry. Potato patch is so freaking good. I. That's one thing I always look forward to with the either the cheese and gravy. Oh, so good. Yeah, gravy is gravy. the number. By the way, gravy is the number one French fry condiment, correct? Yeah. Not number one. It's got to be the, the you second. Sometimes mix it up with do the ranch dressing. That's ooh, always a nice. That's not bad. Yeah. But, oh, a better one is when you go to Wendy's. And get the fr- chocolate frosty. Oh, yeah. And then you dip it. Yes. In the fries. <laughs> Salty sweet. Yep. You're talking to a real fat guy right now. No, that's <laughs> not my Graham taught me that one. That's a yeah. that's a Wendy's hack from way back. Yeah. That's how well and that's why you gotta get those the ex, extra crispy fries from Wendy's because otherwise if you push it into the frosty, you get nothing. You know, it just Where right. tears off. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You gotta let the frosty melt a little bit. Hey Cam, it's <laughs> it's snowing right now. Do you want snow Sunday? Uh you know, sometimes when it snows, it's not as cold as you as you think it would be. So if it does, I won't be against it. Would you want <laughs> snow like they had in Buffalo last Sunday? No, no, forget that. That, that was <laughs> ridiculous. How, that how was do you how do you keep warm, Cam? Because I was talking to uh, Santonio Holmes, and he said in in those type of games, he would put on I can't remember what second skin or some kind of yeah. lotion that they, that he would put on that. That gets activated when you sweat. Do you, you don't use that, do you? Uh, not really. Some guys do use it, but uh, for the most part, uh, you can put on Vaseline, um, up closer for pores. But 
Uh, you just, uh, once you get warm, um, and then you, we have heated benches and there is a little, uh, heater out there. Uh, you, you just try to go through that, uh, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Uh, you know, I think sometimes we thrive when we get these extreme conditions and, you know, teams aren't used to it. So how do you think it's best to defend Tom Brady? Uh, keep the ball out of his hand. Yeah, control uh, the ball. That's what they did last night. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think your offense has got to convert, uh, you know, on third downs. Um, and then, you know, you can't give them anything easy. You can't give them penalties. You can't, uh, you know, you know, let them let the running game get going. You know, you know, have a team that uh, you got to have uh, success and getting off the field early, so they can't get into that uh, up tempo offense. Um, and then just make them one dimensional. You know, I know he's talking Brady, but you know, we got to think. Uh, you know, we can force them into some longer downs. We can have success. Let's assume you do that since they ran for 25 yards last night. What's the bigger deal in playing pass defense against him? Disrupting the timing, uh, the DBs on the receivers, or getting four-man pressure, particularly up the middle in his face? Yeah, I think both has got to work together. Um, you know, I think um, you know, I th- you got to be physical at the line of scrimmage in both your, your coverage and um, your four-man rush. You know, he loves to step up. He's not the most mobile quarterback, but he loves to step up. He loves to buy extra time for his receivers to get open. Um, you know, so you got to be able to get that pressure so he can't step up. Um, and then, you know, I think our DBs just have to play physical at the line, um, understand that, you know, you have five yards to do that. And then after that, you know, don't let them just beat you with speed. You know, they get the speed. Um, you know, you better be ready to cover because they, they can fly. But uh, you got to be able to, uh, you know, be physical at the line of scrimmage. Any chance Joe Hayden's one of those DBs? I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, I've been I've been preaching to Joe get back as soon as possible. But you know, Joe's got to do what's best for Joe. He's got to get healthy. Um, you know, we're not just going to do this for one game. We want him to come back uh, and be ready for the whole the rest of the season. You know, we want him to be ready for playoffs. So you know, uh, you know, we, we understand this is a big game, but it's not the only game. Um, so we'll we'll take it one day at a time. Cam Hayward, Pittsburgh Steelers. 11-2, 12-2 sounds even better. Best of luck Sunday against the Patriots. This one, this is the one we've been waiting for all year long, Cam. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. We'll see you, man. Cam Hayward, who is, quite frankly, the best. I mean, And correct on the waffle fry front. I'm, I'm not even going to argue with that because I'm just glad he eats that stuff. I see too many guys over there counting out five potato chips and... <laughs> being so maniacally obsessed with what they're eating that I feel like they're missing out, Randy. You know? A big bag of fries with the five guys burger grease having dripped down onto them. How do you think Tom Brady would answer that question? What's your favorite French Uh. fry, Tom? Oh, jeez. My wife won't even let those in the house. I don't eat any nightshade vegetables. She makes these cauliflower fries. They're really... You can't tell. They're actually better. Our kids love them. Our kids are really popular and... There's these squash fries that I really dig into. Well, actually, I would dig those. But I mean, like... No. Ugh. You can't put those in the category with the regular no, real fries. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Never mind. Imposters. That's who the Patriots are.
Why can't they cheat in Miami? What does Miami have that they can't cheat so good down there? Six and ten in Miami. Something in Miami doesn't allow the Patriots to cheat. It's the humidity. I don't know. We'll have to figure out what that is. It's too hot. <laughs> it's not going to be too hot Sunday. I guarantee you that. I'm kind of like a driving snow. Well, you're going to get one today. It's already doing it right now for your commute. Mm-hmm. Val will have a traffic update news when we return. One of the new ones at Smallman Galley is a pizza place called Iron Something. I can't remember. the. It's Iron Something. Um, they make those kind of pizzas. Um, me and Abby went down for lunch on Friday, and Rick Seaback was there eating one when we got there. I'm like, this is how you know it's good. Of course. <laughs> this is how you know we're in the right place. Seaback's <laughs> here already. And it was especially awesome. So if you stumble into a restaurant that Seaback is in, I feel like that's like the catching a, a snow leopard. Like it's it's very rare, <laughs> but also you you realize you're in the presence of greatness. Yeah, you know you are in the right place. Like if you were buying cocaine and Charlie Sheen was in line in front of you, <laughs> like this guy's well, good. Oh my god, yeah. this has to be great. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's 13 minutes after 8 at DVE. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized that. I'm sorry. We had Cam Hayward on. That's all right. You know. Uh, Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Scattered snow showers, windy, turning colder today with temperatures falling through the 20s today. Tonight, few snow showers, temperature down to about 14 degrees with a wind chill near zero. Still a couple snow showers Wednesday, high of only 24 I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 37 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. I'm Val Porter. President Trump is batting down a report about how much television he watches. Trump tweeted yesterday he does not watch four to eight hours of cable news every day. It's 10. He said, wrong. Trump also insisted he rarely watches CNN or MSNBC, calling both fake news. Trump was referring to a lengthy New York Times article on his daily routine. I have not read anywhere, though, that he denies he drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day, (laughs) which was also in that article. He's throwing down a 12-pack of Diet Cokes. (laughs) My God. That's insanely unhealthy. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I was addicted to Diet Cokes at one point. 12 a day, I wouldn't though? drink that many. 12 my sister, a day My sister used level. to like do the shopping and would always make sure that there was Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was only so many Cokes we were allowed to get. So we'd be like, oh, man. And then we'd just get used to it. And then we all started drinking Diet Coke. And then when I went to Penn State, I used to drink those 16-ounce bottles. Do you remember when they were the bit, the like kind of bubbly-looking oh, yeah, 16-ouncers? Yep. I used to, I lived on those things. And it started to like freak me out. Like I was really craving Why do them. I like this? Yeah. Why do I need these? And it was, uh, it was my coffee. It was my cigarettes. It was everything wrapped yeah. up into one. And it felt like, okay, now I'm addicted to some chemicals. So I traded them in for cigarettes and coffee and that went pretty well. <laughs> but it, it, don't, don't you feel like 12 a day is, that's like leaving Las Vegas, but with soda. Yeah. How do, <laughs> I don't even know how you have time to drink that much. It's you get to burp and it's like it just there's so many good things about it that coupled with meatloaf at least three or four times a week. You know, every time he gets <laughs> ice cream, Coke it's and meatloaf. And well, no, they it's also two scoops. 
They showed his meal, his typical meal, what he eats late at night. It's a well-done steak. And I forget what else was with it, but always chocolate cake with two scoops of ice cream. <laughs> Look, this is somewhere where How he and I, this is the much? one thing he and I agree on. Chocolate cake with two scoops of ice Gotta cream. Gotta have two Sounds scoops. Sounds delish. If there's not enough ice cream to go around, then you're, you're messing up the, <laughs> the, ratio. the ratio, you know. Rather A little have, bit of ice cream in every bite. Yes. Rather have mm-hmm. too much ice cream at the end than not enough. Well, remember, you can swirl it with the crumbs, too. Yeah. You remember yeah. they put out his uh, his fast food order? Mm-hmm. I mean, nuts. Like two Big burgers, fan. two chick uh, filet of fish sandwiches, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, he was throwing down an order that looked like something Casey two- Hampton would get. Yeah, it was for two people. Dude. But you know what? He might maybe he takes a bite and tosses it aside. He's like, I just want a bite of fish. I just like that first bite. I just want a bite of a burger. Mm. Yeah, he's the president now. He can eat as much McDonald's as he wants. Did, 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 does he do Uber Eats or how do you think he gets his food? No, some guy I Secret don't remember service? who it was had to run out and get him food when they were on the campaign trail. He's like, buy it from the McDonald's at Mar-a-Lago. The upcharge is like <laughs> nine billion percent. He has like a McDowell's. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's like a McTrumpers. Do we need to get to Charlie? Yeah, is Chuck on? All right, let's go to Chuck. All right, forecast windy and snowy, temperatures falling into the 20s, uh, and uh, that's through the day today. More snow overnight, temperatures in the teens, wind chills near zero overnight tonight. It's uh, 30 at DVE. Charlie, we're continuing the French fry debate with you. Rank these. (laughs) McDonald's fries... Wendy's curly fries, which I don't even know if they have the Wait, curly fries anymore. No. Wendy's doesn't Arby's. have Arby's curly fries. Curly fries I'm yeah. sorry, um, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A lattice fries, or Wendy's, Wendy's regular regular fries. Uh, I probably would have to go Arby's. Number one first overall curly vote. First, first, yeah, I will go early. I mean, honestly, I would throw Sonic's uh, tater tots in there too. Oh, see, now you can't Ooh, the tots. That's a uh, that's game changing it. Yeah, but that's a. <laughs> I mean, that's outside of the family, isn't it? That's like a side yeah, that's thing. That's in the potato family. It's not a fry, it's though. A it's a different product. configuration. I don't know. I'm against it. Chuck, you're our first Arby's guy this morning. What's your order at Arby's? You go through the drive-thru. What do you get? I'm getting the uh, roast beef and cheese. I think it's a mid Beef and cheddar? Beef and cheddar? Yeah, beef and cheddar. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know what that sauce is they put on there, but uh, it's pretty awesome. I don't even want to know what the meat is. It's not meat. You know, it comes, it's like a jelly. It's a, yeah. Oh, wow. They didn't know that. Yeah, it comes in. It's this big, like, block of jelly, and then they cut off, like, don't don't make that sound. This thing of jelly, and they throw it, and then it turns into the Arby's uh, meat that we know and love. I was raised on five for fives, man, so I'm telling you right now, (laughs) that horsey sauce stuff. We went on recon missions to steal those things out of Arby's when we were kids. (laughs) We need these in the fridge. Um, Chuck's, uh, the, the Sunday night game. Once again, nail-biter right down to the end. Uh, They nearly screwed it up with the clock uh, situation. So let me ask you this. Why did they throw the ball on second and third down when the Ravens still had a timeout? All they had to do was make them burn the timeout, and then you kick a field goal as time expires. Right, and and I was was scratching my head as well, and I'm thinking to myself, why, why wouldn't you run the clock down? Uh, but, you know, when you have somebody that's in the groove, like Ben was in the groove, maybe you just say, hey, forget it. Where's it going to go? And I know he's going to complete those passes. But when it doesn't work, of course, we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. Well, they got away with it, so it didn't necessarily matter. But Ben Roethlisberger, 500 yards passing, <laughs> third in his career. He has the most all-time 
in NFL history. That was uh, one of his more memorable games. I mean, he couldn't do it without the uh, the magic of Antonio Brown. But for those who are wondering if Ben still had it or still wanted to play, are those questions finally answered and those people can just shut up? I would hope so. I mean, it was one of those things earlier in the year. You know, people were confused. Oh, not confused, but they're talking down. And I'm like, what are you worried about? What are you talking about? I'm not worried about this at all. And, you know, for him to continue to do what he's doing, like you just mentioned, third three hundred, third 500-yard game. And I'm watching him. I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. And you wouldn't think of putting him in that category when you think of the history of the National Football League, three 500-yard games, man. It's a credit to him. And it's been a pleasure to watch him over all of these years. And I've watched every single yardage that he threw because I know the hard work that he's put into mm-hmm. it. And he really uh, deserves all the credit. And another uh, big game, and now the Patriots coming into town. Before we get to that, just a couple more things about that. Uh, the defense right now for the Steelers. Secondary looks rough, but, boy, huge drop from having Ryan Shazier, who, uh, again, thoughts and prayers to Ryan, and hopefully we continue to hear good news on his road to recovery. But having Sean Spence and Vince in there uh, and Arthur Motes, boy, that was, uh, that was, that was tough. It was, and I think when you look at the way the whole game was going on, and I knew that they would struggle up to a certain point. I didn't think that they would make the stops that they needed at the end of the ball game. so I thought it was going to be that shootout. But, it's man, it's concerning, and I think this is something that's a glaring need. You know they had to figure out what the rotations were going to look like, and I think this game here, I saw more rotations at the linebacker position than I've seen all season. So they're still looking to get that rotation going and try to figure out what they can do uh, moving forward. But I think at this point, you'll probably still see Moats. You'll probably still see Spence continue to work that middle along with Vance. Even with Shazier in the lineup, Chuck, they've struggled to stop the run at different points in the season. Do you think with the Patriots coming in, like they ran for, I don't know, 25 yards last night, something ridiculous. Um, do you think with the Patriots coming in that that's going to be easier for them to kind of defend the pass? because they don't necessarily have to load up against the run? Or do you think Brady's just going to really expose some of that with the, with the tight end play? Yeah, I, I really think Brady's going to spread them out. I, I think he's going to try to create that matchup, running back, linebacker matchup in the middle there. Because when you look at where they were, what they were doing, you had Cam and it. They were working the inside and working two outside linebackers. So, yeah, you are susceptible to the run in that perspective. But Tom is going to just spread you out and kind of methodically work the ball down the field. So I think that's where you're going to see that running back tight end matchup. And if the Steelers can prove that they can stop it early, then you won't see much of it. But I expect them to do it early. Tom Brady coming to town. All right. He couldn't get it done last night, but he gets Gronk back this weekend. Hmm. What do the Steelers have to do? Uh, Well, Tom Brady is, is the tops in the league when it comes to pressuring him. Uh, he's able to complete passes against the pressure. So now you kind of debate that. Do we put pressure on him, allow him to get the football out of his hands, or now do you use that bend, not break mentality and make him for five yards, ten yards down the field and not give him that home run? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Do I expect to see Tom of last night this week? No, not at all. So uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> my my theory was uh... – was to just put together tw- three twenty-minute drives and score at the end of them. But that's the beauty of it, you know. All, all the talk will be Tom, but people are forgetting Ben on the other side. This is a guy who hasn't turned the football over over the past few weeks. He he knows how 
to keep the chains moving. And he has to, to give him credit from that perspective. And he's going to do everything in his power to stay on the field to not allow Tom those extra possessions. Chuck, what do you got going on with uh, Batch Foundation? Right now, we are in the middle of our holiday drive, and we are uh, collecting over uh, 7,000. We are approaching our 8,000 toy mark. We still need toys. We adopted over 130 families this holiday season, so it's going to be exciting. So if you, there are many drop-off locations around the city. Uh, you can go to batchfoundation.org. You can see a location close to you, or you can actually come to our foundation offices. And I've been uh, posting pictures, keeping people abreast as far as what we're doing. And if you go to my Facebook, I think, Bill, I think you just – retweeted a picture that was one of the rooms that were upstairs in our foundation offices so it's piling up so we're excited about it dude it's piled to the ceiling Uh, congrats again it's amazing thank you thank you so yeah please go to batchfoundation.org we still need more toys if we can collect more toys we can add more families so again just want to thank everyone participating in that batch of toys this holiday season charlie batch best of the batch go to batchfoundation.org and find out what he's got going on and how you can help thanks so much charlie appreciate it Thank you. All right, man. Tomorrow night is our Christmas part. DVE Sports. Mike, pursue it with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Get from the Patriots, well, from the Dolphins, I should say, knocking off the Patriots. Or did they just make them mad? No, I think they did both. <laughs> Dolphins <laughs> beat the Patriots 27-20 to last night, which establishes, as Marquise Pouncey had suggested after the Steelers-Ravens game Sunday night, that the Patriots aren't supermen. They're not going to come here with the Batman and the Avatars. They're beatable. They have lost this year. They lost again last night. Why did they lose? Was there uh, something revealed? Well, maybe more something confirmed, and that is that uh, even Tom Brady needs the ball to do a lot of damage. New England got 20 points last night, only had the ball for 23 minutes and 51 seconds. Most offensive coordinators will tell you that – it's easier to score when you have the football. I think they're all pretty much unified In agreement on that, on that and, one, huh? Uh, the Patriots just didn't have it very much last night. They couldn't run it. 25 yards rushing on 10 carries, and they converted zero third downs and 11 tries. Uh, that's a formula the Steelers can use to beat New England. They had already thought about things such as keeping Brady off the field uh, prior to Miami's win last night. Here's uh, Sean Davis with Craig Wolfley last night here on DVE on Chalk Talk talking about uh, the most effective way to contain Tom Brady. Coach T always tells us, you know, the better defenses are always, you know, they're not on the field, they're on the sideline. And um, that just, you know, works hand-in-hand with what you just say, you know, offense, keep control of the ball. We stay off the field, you know, quick three and outs, you know, for the majority of the part. And, uh, you know, that's how I see the game going down. Yeah, so everybody's pretty much in agreement that that's the way to go. Everybody, likewise, pretty much in agreement that this is a big one. This the big one, man. This the game we got to get, man. So Sean Davis' enthusiasm is apparent. I want to say this about Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a monumental event, great uh, theater, great drama. It is not the be-all, end-all, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. The second game. Is more important. Yeah, uh, that's something. The second that, time we play them. That's something Mike Mitchell was talking about after that Ravens game Sunday night. This game matters. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but the real one's going to be the second time we play them. <laughs> yeah, if it works out that way, the real one is the AFC Championship game, and that's the game that gets you to the Super Bowl. Here's how I think the Steelers need to approach this. Uh, we talked with Cam Hayward 
a little bit today on DVE. I had talked yesterday about the violent shift in their defense because of the Brian Shazier absence. How it's, it's not just throwing one guy in there and saying next man up. It's different guys in different situations, different roles, a lot of changing parts. They got to continue. That's going to take some time to smooth out. They got to continue working on that. They got to probe. They got to. Uh. They got to figure out what they can and cannot do against this New England team, and vice versa. And then you know, figure out a way to minimize or maximize the next time. And if Joe Hayden doesn't play, that's a big deal because one of the things they started working on in the spring was press man coverage against these guys to screw up their timing. And if Hayden's not there, you can't play that. So. Whatever happens Sunday, don't look at the result and say, oh, the Steelers beat the Patriots, they'll definitely beat them the second time, or the Steelers lost to the Patriots, we'll never beat those guys. Mm-hmm. It's not that way. It's it's going to be fun, it's going to be significant, but it is not defining one way or the other. So just maybe keep that in mind, or not, it's up to you. I can keep it in mind during the week, and yeah. Sunday rolls around, it's a different story. I'll be totally irrational and very emotional. I think that tape is going to be significant to both coaching staffs. And that's where the real intrigue factors in, after they actually go head-to-head. And then you see what you see the first time and what can you change the second time. My fear is that losing the speed of Ryan Shazier is something you can't overcome. I mean, there's no replacement. It's like if, losing Ben. If you don't That just... is the answer to the tight ends that the the Patriots have been scorching the league with for years. An athletic linebacker who can cover those guys 30 yards down the field. He played in all situations. He was also a critical guy. Uh, we've talked a lot this season and really since Keith Butler took over as defensive coordinator about the importance of getting a four-man rush that gets pressure, and then being able to cover with seven. Now, the way the Steelers do that, it's it's rarely the same four guys every down. Shazier's a guy who could drop into coverage. Mm-hmm. He could come on the blitz. He could come off the edge. He could come up the middle. He could line up a lot of different spots on the field. He was a guy that the offense had to find. Where's number 50 account for him? They're just not – Arthur Motes can't do that stuff. Sean Spence can't do that stuff. No. L.J. Ford can't do that stuff. But, as Hayward said, can they do – their 111th when they're out there. And can everybody else do their 111th? It's, also, Shazier is a kind of a racer guy. If somebody makes a mistake, he can cover for it. He has that potential to make a splash play. He that has makeup speed. The recovery speed. Mm-hmm. You, you lack that now, too, so it's even more incumbent upon everybody else not to screw up and need to be bailed out by that recovery speed. It's not easier. It's harder. But it's not undoable. I know Sean Davis had a rough rough game last game, but th- th- he's going to factor in huge in this game. Yeah, he might see a little of that tight end. That's a guy they, they haven't covered him. Troy Polamalu couldn't cover him. No. And as you pointed out yesterday, it was, I thought it was really insightful on your part, when they didn't put anybody on him. Didn't work. I mean, it was worth a shot. It was. You don't Let's know. see what happens. They'll never think it, we will. Nobody cover. covers him. He <laughs> might have panicked and dropped it. Right. You know? Or he might have been thinking, oh, they're trying to sucker me in. There's no way they're leaving him wide open. Well, because he's so dumb, he might have thought about it for a while. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Is there somebody with an invisibility cloak around here? Did you? You know, because he's dumb. Did you put Schmeg on this ball? Why am I wide open? Schmeg. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think he thinks like a fraternity bro at all times. Wait a minute, man. Let me smell that. Gronk, if Spencer's was a person. <laughs> the walking STD. <laughs> Personified. Uh, like that, that how big would he be this a, a oh, set of God. boobs. He was playing for the Steelers. I mean, I, seriously. God, he'd be out every night. He would like be, a giant walking. He would be the mayor. The south side. Jeez, Louise. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my. He'd be going to Penn's games, getting oh. drunk, banging on the glass. <laughs> Didn't Boswell do that? Or was that the other kicker? That was no, Boswell got thrown no, yeah, out. Boswell yeah. got tossed. <laughs> and then, you know, when he went on Pat McAfee's show, he was like, yeah, I don't go out anymore. I don't do anything. I stay in. I focus on football and Good. nothing but. Good. He's like, I don't go out on Fridays and Saturdays. I stay in my apartment. I watch Netflix. I play video games. All I do is kick game-winning field Keep goals and go home. doing that, pause. Keep doing that. Nobody become friends with pause. Nobody. Don't talk to him. Speaking of which, the, the, uh, the kid that everybody went nuts over, Keaton, the bully kid. Don't. Don't ruin this. What are, happened? Are you for real? You, you haven't heard? Oh, God. What did he do? Turns out he didn't do anything. Okay, good. Thank God. Slack, you know this story, don't you? Slack's in there laughing. Turns out his mom oh, no. might have been exploiting him a little bit. Oh, God. In an effort. No. To get no. some money. No, please. Uh, well, that is that the word? The, there's more to it. Oh, yeah. She is a super racist. Well... Uh, Okay. Found One it. of the MMA fighters, she has like all these pictures on her Facebook page, uh, kind of white power uh, images, Confederate flags, you know, the like. So then she got in a DM uh, back and forth with some MMA fighter. Joe Schilling, is he a big guy? No, not really. Okay. So he wanted to do something with her, and uh, he's like, hey, I just found out what a, you know outrageous racist you are, and uh, now I, I regret... Saying I wanted to do all this stuff for your son because it's going to align me with you and all your racists. And she said, "Hey, what's, you know, what happened to us whites sticking together?" Oh wow, she said that yesterday in a in a direct message. Wow. So then he posted it on Instagram. Now here's the problem. Um, you know, Kamal Nunjani's going to look really silly taking this kid to the Golden Globe Awards. <laughs> My mom said I can't sit with next to black. Also, his. Principal oh, says the he, incident they no. were talking about happened weeks ago was not like a big deal like they made it out to be. So there's some speculation that it might not have even been, you know, what they purported it to be in order to elicit sympathy online. I don't really know. I know that I feel horrible for that kid no matter what. Mm. Yeah, the sympathy was elicited. Yeah, and it's not his fault what his mother does. No. No. That poor kid looks so tortured. Yeah. Well, if you had a mom like that, you probably feel like you're getting it from all sides. My mom's favorite comedy is 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> oh, God. Keaton, no. No, Keaton. Keaton. Oh, good Not Lord. you. God. Nobody look into Barry. Nobody. <laughs> I hope it's not toxic. Please. For the love of God. No. Well, you know what? That was the danger, too. That guy, you know, Barry, the, the uh, Yinzer on uh, Squirrel Hill. That won our hearts and minds almost that, instantly. Yes. All the soot on his mom's car. Guys like me and my family and the people on the street and, and around the surrounding area are the ones that get, get left in the bag. You know what I mean? It wasn't good enough that we, we couldn't just enjoy left that. Left in the bag? 
We couldn't just enjoy that. Is he Heinz Ward? <laughs> Every... I think he's mixing metaphors there, yeah. No, he was literally Le- shoveling stuff into a bag. You got to cut your hands off and put them in a bag and it's give it to him. It's all over the, the street, <laughs> the property, uh, you know, my mom's car over there, uh, the yard. We couldn't just enjoy that. They had to go, let's get more from him. Now, thankfully, he's an upstanding guy, and he's just a yeah. nut. But, like, what What if he was? Let's stop digging deeper. You're ruining it. That was great. We don't need profiles on Barry. Pittsburgh Magazine. My favorite thing to do is to get hookers in my mom's car. <laughs> no! Barry, no! They hate all the soot, though. No! It gets mixed up with the blow, and uh, it's just... <laughs> yeah, Thankfully, he's not. Hopefully, she's not toxic. All I'm saying is be very wary in this internet age. Things, you know, it's like the mirror, Val. Which mirror? In your car, the rear view mirror. Oh. Things things may be. Not as they appear. Not as they appear. I thought that was a side view mirror. Whatever, the mirror. I thought it was a closer thing. It's the black mirror. I thought you meant. We're doomed. Welcoming into the studio right now one of the stars of tomorrow night's DVE. Christmas party at Jurgles, the one and only King Cool, Donnie Iris, ladies and gentlemen. Donnie, 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 your uh, your your seventy fifth birthday celebration concert, yeah, on February third at the Palace Theater, was such a, a quick selling ticket. You sold the place out like immediately. That you've now added another show. Right. On the 10th, we'll be there again. And that's the one we'll, where we will do the King Cool album from start to finish. So the third will be a Greatest Hits Donnie Irish show. Right, right. The 10th, start to finish King Cool. Correct. Which is almost like a Greatest Hits album. <laughs> um, all right, so that's pretty cool. Now, tickets are on sale. Right now, uh, you can go through Ticketmaster, and oh, I'm sorry, they go on sale at 10 a.m. Friday morning. Right, right. Okay. And that is for the February 10th show at the Palace. Dude, you're 75 and you're selling out <laughs> two shows. This is ridiculous. I love it, man. It's just amazing. I couldn't believe it right off the bat that that first one sold out. Oh, I knew it would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so cool. So... All right, so if you bought tickets for the first one, the second one's a totally different show. So get tickets for, for this one, too. Yeah, yeah, why not? And here's the other thing. I didn't know that you and Mark have a book. Yeah. The Story of Donnie Iris and the Cruisers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're going to promote it on the 20th up at Jurgles. Now, is this available for the holidays? Are people going to be able to go into bookstores? and? Like- yeah, there's a, there's a limited edition one that'll be on sale at, uh, at, at our book signing. That'll be the one that you'll be able to get for Christmas. The oh, actual dude, that's book, awesome. it doesn't come out till uh, April, I believe. So what kind of stuff you reveal in the book there? Oh, Is man, this the, the transition from Jaggers to the Cruisers? And yeah, yeah, all the way from when I was a kid. Your youth serum? Probably is yeah. in there. The Lopez. concoction, your youth serum. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that's in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mother used to play piano for me when I was a little man, and yeah. she'd sing in front of uh, all these people and. I was like nine or ten, maybe. So this is, you know, before uh, internet, before television with 800 <laughs> yeah. stations, and, you know. It was gravity or so. so yeah, right. So people would come over to the house and you'd entertain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad would uh, put me up on a table. His buddies would come over at night and uh, I'd get up there and sing for those guys. How great is that? Yeah. It was awesome. And one of his 
one of his buddies was a guitar player. He was very good, and he used to back me up. It was awesome. Oh, that's the coolest. <laughs> now, how old were you then? Probably eight or nine. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, something like that. So you've only been doing it for 67 years. <laughs> <laughs> so in the story of Donnie and the Cruisers, uh, I would imagine that uh, th- th- there's some holy cow moments in that one. Uh, like where you went from, we're in Elwood City, yeah, and we're trying to make the transition, and now we're on MTV and we're huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, was, it was amazing. That Did you happened. have any idea that the MTV was going to do that for you? I didn't know. No, none of us really knew. We knew we were going to do some uh, uh, some videos. We did the Agnes video and the Leah video, mm-hmm. but didn't know what was going to happen with them because everybody was doing videos. And uh, next thing I knew, they had it on MTV. And that was like one of the first things they ever did. Where did the cruisers come from? The you name. The name? I wanted to name the band the Turnpike Cruisers because we were always on the Turnpike. And you remember the 1959 Mercury Turnpike Cruiser automobile was just a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous car. Ride. I wanted to name the group mm-hmm. after that. But we decided to just uh, make it the Cruisers. So that's what, that's the derivation of the Cruisers. Yeah, just we were on the Turnpike all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So you can go to uh, Jurgles on the 20th. Yeah. And get the book for, for the holiday. This is a, a really great deal. Uh, a signed book. Are you performing that night, too, or just signing books? No, just signing. Okay, cool. And then uh, tomorrow night, you're going to be at the DVE. I'll be with you guys tomorrow night. Christmas yep. party. Yep. Jurgles is like awesome. your second home. Do you got a bed there? You yeah, got an apartment? Yeah, I know. I'm the official ambassador of Jurgles. <laughs> get an apartment upstairs. Yeah, or man. Get a loft where you can just like get on the uh, Donnie pole. <laughs> get straight down. You know? Yeah, like a fireman's pole. Yeah. <laughs> just, just shoot straight down and start having a, a cigar. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, all right. Tomorrow night, we're looking forward to you being a part of that. And it is a star studded affair. So, once again, thanks for being a part of the DVE Christmas party. And. Folks, get your tickets starting 10 a.m. on Friday morning, the 15th, for the second Donnie Iris show celebrating his 75th birthday. This one on December 15th is going to be King Cool start to finish. Correct. You got an opener for that? You got opening actors? I don't think so. An evening with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. It'll be nice. And uh, uh, will you be wearing the original, like... I thought about it. I thought about it, but... um... It's in a frame. It used to be in a frame up at the old uh, Nick's Fat City. Yeah. And it's still in that frame. Where is it? So I don't know. It's in my house. Oh, you have it. I do have it. So you'd have to take it. Maybe too much starch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have to steam it. (laughs) Get you another another, uh, just like the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have to find one online or something. King Cool in its entirety. It's uh, February 10th. And uh, Donnie, happy birthday. We're Thank super you, psyched for you. I can't wait to, to hear you tomorrow night, too. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a good time. I got a peek at what you're planning on playing, so I'm psyched for this. Come out, hang with us tomorrow night, Donnie Iris, and then go back to Jurgles on the 20th. Get the uh, book signed, The Story of Donnie Iris and the Cruisers. I can't imagine a more Pittsburgh perfect present <laughs> I know. than yeah. that book. <laughs> and then, of course, get your tickets for the second show at the Palace Theater on February 10th. Those tickets go on sale Friday, 10 a.m. Donnie! Love you, brother. Love you too, bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Sean Casey joins us for the 9 a.m. hour on... Remember they put out his his fast food order? Mm -hmm. I mean, nuts. Like, two burgers, two uh, filet of fish sandwiches, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, he was throwing down an order that looked like something Casey Hampton would get. Yeah, it was for two people. 
dude. But you know what? He might maybe he takes a bite and tosses it aside. He's like, I just want a bite of fish. I just like that first bite. I just want a bite of a burger. Mm. Yeah, he's president now. He can eat as much McDonald's as he wants. Did, 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 does he do Uber Eats or how do you think he gets his food? No, some guy I Secret don't remember service? who it was had to run out and get him food when they were on the campaign trail. He's like, buy it from the McDonald's at Mar-a-Lago. The upcharge is like nine <laughs> billion percent. Randy Bauman and the DVD. Hey, Sean show. Casey's here. Uh, hey, look at oh, this. Hey, uh, Christmas comes early. Uh, look at this. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Speaking of Uber Eats, right? My kids order are ordering Uber Eats. I'm like, where'd you get that uh, sandwich, Jake? You know, the the bagel, you know, with sausage, bagel, and cheese, egg and cheese. He's like, Uber Eats. I'm like, who's paying for that? He's like, I guess my credit card's on the Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. Kids are just ordering Uber Eats to the house. It's just no dangerous. Hard. It's dangerous. Straight dangerous. Yeah, you can't police that. <laughs> you can't police that. You can't. I did have a moment, though, with the Uber Eats, and I don't know why it felt different than like a regular delivery driver, probably because it was coming from a restaurant that you know won't deliver. And I ordered from BRGR. And I got a burger and fries and a chocolate shake. And I'm like, ah, I just want to see how this works. I think it was Grubhub, not Uber Eats. And uh, doorbell rings. Dude's like, here you go. And here's your chocolate shake. And I'm like, really? Mm. And he's like, yeah, that's it. I don't, know if I, wanna, I don't know if I want a bro handing me a chocolate shake. I'm like, dude, that's it? And he's like, that's it. I'm like, do I have to tip you or anything? He's like, it's all in there. I'm like... I walked away slowly like I was stealing something. Meanwhile, I got charged like way, way more for him to do it. But it's still, I was like, I like this. This is pretty good. And you look at the bill, you're like, holy cow. That was an expensive burger. That's why there's no tip. Yeah. No tip. The tip's already in the charge. It's like, no tip. No, we're already setting up a different identity with your credit card. Well, I mean, it's it's not that expensive, though, when you think about it. Like, I remember doing the gig. I did a, the Cincinnati Funny Bone years and years ago, and I... I was hammered, and they had us staying at this hotel <laughs> on the city side. Nothing's open. So I took a cab to White Castle oh, and had White him Castle. sit in the drive through oh, yeah. I spent like 50 bucks <laughs> just to get well, some burgers. 50 burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Those burgers are the best. It's so good. When you're hammered. <laughs> the best. Get yeah. a six-pack of them. Yeah. My buddy went through one time, and he didn't know they were small burgers, and he ordered two, and he's like, what's going on with this? <laughs> Like, honey, Somebody put these burgers in the dryer. Honey, I shrunk my all these sliders. Val's <laughs> got a news update, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit with Sean because there's so much going on in the, in the world of not just sports but baseball in particular, and why Derek Jeter is <laughs> colluding with the Yankees is beyond anyone's imagination. But we'll get to that in a moment. Val, what's going on? Here's a Channel 11 severe weather center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Scattered snow showers, windy, turning colder today with temperatures falling through the 20s today. Tonight, few snow showers. Temperature down to about 14 degrees with a wind chill near zero. Still a couple snow showers Wednesday, high of only 24. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. It's 36 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. Well, President Trump on Twitter again this morning and blasting Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and has raised plenty of eyebrows over his tweet. Trump took to Twitter to call the New York Democrat a flunky for Senate Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and a lightweight lawmaker. He then went on to say Gillibrand would, in his words, quote, come to my office begging for campaign contributions not so long ago and would do anything for them, is now in the ring fighting against Trump, end quote. Anything. And would do anything for them? The president put the phrase and would do anything for them in parentheses. He ended the tweet with, quote, very disloyal to Bill and Crooked, used in all caps. 
end quote. Gillibrand uh, yeah. has called on Trump to resign over allegations of sexual assault. Well, it, at least he took time away from watching television and eating filet of fish. I mean, let's look at the positives. You can still drink three Diet Cokes while tweeting. That's true. Former Dude has just Diet Coke in one of those camel packs yeah. on his back. <laughs> Former NBA star Dennis Rodman wants to broker peace through sport. Speaking in China yesterday, Rodman said he would like to set up a basketball game between North Korea and the U.S. territory of Guam. He says it's a way to try and defuse dangerous tensions mounting between the U.S. and the isolated nation. Guam's national basketball team coach E.J. Calvo endorsed the idea, saying it would inspire young players and could have a positive impact. Rodman thinks the game should be held in Beijing. Of course, Rodman, as we know, has made several trips to North Korea and considers Kim Jong-un to be a friend. That's where we're at. Dennis Rodman's doing the peace talks now for the United right. States. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a Diet Coke shortage, we might have a nuclear war. <laughs> and Dennis Rodman is our best hope. <laughs> Telling you, basketball diplomacy is the way to peace with North Korea. They will disarm. We need to get Scottie <laughs> Pippen, Michael Jordan, Nick Harper. Get them all. You're not wrong. Round them up. Luke Longley. Craig Hodgkins. Get, get them all there. All he needs to do Come is... Come on, Tony Kukoc isn't busy. No, you got to get Mark Price and Craig Elo and uh, Larry Nance. I don't know who's all in that team. All those guys Brad from the Cavs Doherty. to go over there and then let Kim Jong-un play with Jordan and, 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 and Rodman and those guys. And then you let you know tiny little Kim Jong-un hit a jumper over Craig Elo. <laughs> And then, no matter what time it is in the game, just sound the buzzer and be like, Let him wear, like, pogo legs. You know those big stilt legs that you can just run down the field like a giant robot gazelle? Let him dunk. Right. (laughs) No, true story. That One of the, like, I watched this, the Vice documentary uh, about North Korea, and one of the only people to ever meet with the North Korean diplomats was Madeleine Albright. And she met with them in like the late 90s. Clinton was in office and she was going over there to just kind of talk about having peace talks. And she brought a basketball signed by Jordan. Okay, this is how big of a fan his dad was, Kim Jong-un's dad, Kim Jong-il. And now if you go over there, they have this, this place where they call it, I forget what they call it, but it's like, where they keep all their gifts from foreign governments. And they have like a train car that Stalin gave to Kim Jong-il. They have just different things from Mao and this and that. And the basketball signed by Jordan is in there (laughs) among all these other presidents. Yeah, presence from different foreign leaders. I'm I'm telling you, he they're obsessed with the '90s. (laughs) Obsessed. That's why we have to have the Bulls go over there and open a Spencer's. Peace. Open a Spencer's. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, go do it. I. People are pretty traditional when it comes to Christmas cards. A new survey found 68% of people prefer to get the nice handwritten Christmas card from family and friends. Just 5% said they would rather get a Christmas message via text, social media, or email. 7% of people say they don't get any Christmas cards at all. That's sad. I love Christmas cards. Yeah, I, I love opening them up. See, you know, what Jim Tomey looks like nowadays. Right. You know, those what guys, does guys Jim Tomey look like nowadays? Uh, he's... I tell you what, man. You want if you want to guarantee that somebody wasn't on steroids, it's Jim Tomey. He, he, <laughs> he, he might be bigger now that he. I went fishing really? with Jim Tomey last year, right? We went out. We went out to his uh, place in Illinois. We go out there. 
You want to know how Jim Tomey's not on steroids? Because his brother Chuck Tomey makes Jim Tomey look like Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> it was a, Chuck Tomey's like 6'7", 345 pounds, runs Jim's farm, and he's like he's an absolute monster. And no steroids on Chuck either, just Coors Lights, and like 38 of them a day. <laughs> I picture him casting the lines like, ah, oh, man, I send it over the mountains. Got to reel this one back. So, the biggest human I've Too ever strong. seen. Too strong. Too strong to was fish. the boat like tipped up? You were like sitting <laughs> yeah. on the high end. You're like, hey, Chuck, can you lean this way a little bit more? I felt like a little schoolboy. I'm right. like, Chuck, help me out. He just bats a salmon out of the air like a bear. Seriously, dude, the biggest human I've ever seen. Yeah. Do any of your uh, buddies do the like comical Christmas card? Like, play it for straight comedy. Because I have a buddy who makes his family do something hilarious every year. I always look forward to seeing it because he's talked him into some you know, pretty funny costumes and scenarios. Yeah, yeah. But it's a tough joke to keep going. <laughs> you got to be creative every year. Yeah. yeah. Becomes a hassle. Oh, God. Little. I got to top what I did last year. Right. Although I get some of these Christmas cards, like a like couple of guys, like Jonathan Papelbon. It's a little over the top, John. We know you made a lot of money, but like your Christmas card doesn't need to be worth five hundred forty-seven dollars. You <laughs> pass it out to eight hundred friends. See, like you open it up, it's like a book. And it's like his whole family, kids, and they're all there. They're saying the things. You're like, all right, let's clean that up. Let's just go down. How, what about shutterflies? Get a couple of those. On there. <laughs> He's got a coffee table book as a Christmas it's card. Unbelievable. Every year, every year. <laughs> well, the office Christmas party has changed quite a bit over the. Oh. Years, if you even have an office party, here are some tips for you. Now, don't skip it unless you absolutely have to. And make sure when you go, you stick around for at least 30 minutes before you take off. I have no idea when our office Christmas is. It's ours, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It jurgles, right? No. No. It's tomorrow <laughs> at noon. That's our Christmas party. And where is our, our Christmas party this year? Follows. Follows, yeah. So see you all at Jurgles. Yes. <laughs> Uh, don't go on an empty stomach. You got to have something to soak up the booze. Ooh. And you know, sometimes you don't get the food for a while, so you don't want to be boozing and get all hammered before the food comes out. Don't avoid work topics, but you shouldn't focus on it either. It's the one thing everybody there has in common, so it does usually come up, but don't focus on it and don't go in with an agenda. Be sensitive to other religions. Your work party, not a good time to take a hard stance on things like Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. Don't dance romantically with a coworker unless your boss already knows you're an item. A lot of people think the holiday party is a great place to finally make a move on somebody. It's not. No, no, that's no. the wrong place. If we've learned one thing this year, <laughs> exactly. Don't be the hey, last one to leave. Uh, you want to come see if my desk door lock works? <laughs> no, Matt. <laughs> I mean, every time he brought a girl into his office, it sounded like the beginning of Law and Order. <laughs> uh, don't be the last one to leave, especially if you drink a lot. Even if you're not the drunkest, you'll look like the biggest partier and the you know lamest guy there because you just are there all by yourself. Yeah, never you don't want to out yourself as a maniac. Yeah, and never go to a third venue. You can go to, like, if you have your party and then, oh, we're going to take it across the street to wherever. That's good. They say don't go to the place after that. <laughs> that means caravan. it's 3.30 in the morning. Right. Yes. Uh, and then you're at White Castle. That's where the fun really happens. <laughs> we're going to the Eagles Club. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Eagles Club, who belongs there? Listen, a buddy of mine's dad does. <laughs> right. uh, he's a he's in the Boilermaker Union, yeah. so you just got to use his card. <laughs>
A new study has found that kids ask a lot of questions. In fact, 73 questions a day. <laughs> Especially if they're girls. My, my daughters oh. just ask me questions all day long. They just ask me questions. According to research, questions begin as early as 6 a.m. and don't end until bedtime, which is about 14 hours of questioning. If any day of the weekend, like Saturday or Sunday, I don't make it to 10 o'clock before I say, stop asking me stuff. Don't ask me for anything. Don't ask me about anything. My name is not dad anymore. It's not. I'm running for the hills. Please. God, why can't you be scared of me? Right. (laughs) Why won't you be scared of me? It's it's unreal. Case, you know. I I literally had to tell my Jillian, my seven-year-old yesterday, I was like, Jillian. You have to stop talking. <laughs> Bedtime's in 45 minutes. I can't take another quote, question, nothing. Tell me what you did in school. I do want to know, but I can't take it anymore. Quote? She's just shouting out quotes? She's just throwing quotes at me. Like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Just quotes. Her you- favorite thing to do is ask me questions. Like She wants things as we're getting into the car. Can I get a piece of gum when we get in the car? Well, why don't we get in the car first? And then she's buckling it. Can I get this? Can I can I have a snack? I'm like, buckle your seatbelt. God. My fuse is just gone. I'm burnt. There's no just, more patience. Just starting Christmas. <laughs> I just, just, I know, the season just, is just starting. You're just in the middle of it, getting in the middle of it. Right At least we have a couple of weeks off, though. You can kind of calm down and just like you only have one thing to focus on. The problem with kids or the, the when they're the hardest to deal with is when you have your focus is elsewhere. Like either if you're trying to get something done on the computer or you're on the phone or, you know, doing anything else for yourself. Oh, yeah. And I never appreciated it ever when I was a kid. Oh, no. No kid does. No, you're like, you live to serve me. (laughs) What is taking so long? (laughs) So true. I'm like, they used to have kids to man the farm. Okay, now all of a sudden you guys, hey, you just want a new phone and this and that. How can I make you happy, kids? Why well, can't take it anymore for you guys? Mom and I are out, man. I'm, I'm, I can't take it. They're just grub hubbing. Grub hubbing. I was like, Uber Eats is here again, guys, for the you know seventh time this week. It's only been a hundred eighty dollar bill. It's like it's it's kind of like kids are kind of like the unions. Like I I know that before it was just they were cheap labor. They were unorganized. They had no rights. Now. They have too many rights. <laughs> and it's like they don't do anything. They just sit around and complain. <laughs> it's, it's so true. I'm like, guys, look, I, I like the idea of you not having to till a field, but seriously, shut up for three minutes. And do a chore one time. How about a dish or something? Vacuum. And everything is just an ongoing negotiation. Okay, if I do this, how about this? Well, why don't you just do like no? You don't get something for everything you do. Can you take the garbage to the street? It's too cold. Will you give me five bucks? <laughs> so true. Five. They want money for everything. I'm like five bucks. How about you live here? My dad just tell you. <laughs> yeah. You don't pay a bill. You don't. Yeah. You know. You you live under our roof. I'm like, all right, dad, take it easy. <laughs> do you guys buy yourself something nice when you're in a bad mood? No. <laughs> Retail therapy? Yeah. yeah. Retail. I've done it. The average American spends $1,652 every year buying stuff to cheer themselves up when they're in a bad mood. That's about $140 a month, does, close to six figures over an average lifetime. Does beer count? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's so. That's a good mood, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sure. All right. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young has been auctioning off many of his belongings <laughs> online through Julian's auction house. And over the weekend, some of his model trains were sold. More than 230 pieces sold for $300,000 with a portion of the proceeds going to his bridge school, which he co-founded with his ex-wife Peggy to help children with disabilities. Among the most expensive items was a custom-painted Commodore Vanderbilt 464 locomotive, which sold for ten grand. The auction of Young's memorabilia runs through Sunday, and among the items still up for bids are guitars, amps, and some rare cars. However, his 1953 Buick Code 76 Roadmaster Skylark convertible is gone. It sold for $400,000. Wow. Forecast today, windy and snowy. Temperatures are going to be falling into the 20s. Expect snow overnight with temperatures in the teens and wind chills near zero. It's 33 degrees at DVE. All right, Sean Casey's hanging out with us right now, and I want to uh, take a break and come back. And we're going to talk about uh, some stuff that's going on in the world of baseball and your experiences of the last week. You've been watching the meetings, right? You're not- yeah, I've been watching them. Uh, they're they're going on now, so, I, but I'm, so I'm you glad have, I'm here. It's like an assignment. You have- uh, yeah, I'm watching all of them, yeah. Uh. All right, it's so awesome. he's watching him, so you don't have to. So we'll talk to him mm-hmm. about that next. Mike Pursuta coming in with a, uh, a look ahead. Patriots lose last night, Monday Night Football against the Dolphins. So uh, takes on a little different air Sunday, 4 o'clock at Heinz Field. But they'll have Gronk back, that's for sure. By the way, Gronk back, that sounds like something you got to go to a chiropractor for. <laughs> You've Gronk back. I've been twerking too much. Uh, Mike will be in in a minute. And don't forget the Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. Is Bella Note in the strip? Three dollars, sixteen ounce Bud Light drafts during Saturdays, Sundays. That's Bella Note in the strip. Your Bud Light game day bar of the week. DVE Sports. Well, you can't look ahead to the Patriots if they're the next team you play. Damn, it's been so much fun looking ahead to this game all yeah. season. Now well, it's almost here. It is Sunday. Steelers Pats four o'clock. Sports are brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. It is the Steelers and the Patriots Sunday afternoon at Heinz Field. And the Patriots slipped on a banana peel last night in Miami. Dolphins 21 or 27, Patriots 20. Tom Brady struggling uncharacteristically 24 of 43, 233 yards, one touchdown. He was sacked twice, picked off twice, and his passer rating was 59.5. Five. The Steelers are probably expecting better from Brady this coming Sunday. At least they ought to be. They, better. They got uh, full-blown Brady in last year's AFC Championship game. Remember what uh, Mike Mitchell had to say about that? He's no joke, man. You know, we knew we knew what, what it was when we came in here. We were expecting to play the best, you know. We play Ben every day, so we were expecting a high-caliber fistfight. Um you know, it doesn't get any, get any better than 12. He is what we thought he was. Um, we got to take our hats off to him. You know, he's a great quarterback. Uh, that's a great offense. You know, they had our number tonight. Yeah, Tom Brady was 32 of 42 for 384 yards and three touchdowns in that AFC Championship game last year. His passer rating was 127.5. The Steelers, conversely, not nearly that good. Remember the first drive of the game, third and one? From the Pittsburgh 31, Ben Roethlisberger deep down the sideline to Sammy Coates. He's open. He's got it. He's got it. He don't got it. Nope. Dropped ball. Remember the heave in the second quarter to Kobe Hamilton in the end zone. Drop 
The Steelers eventually got to the one instead of scoring that touchdown and eventually kicked a field goal to pull to within 17-9 to rather than 17-13. to That's how you end up getting beat 36-17. to You don't make enough plays. Ben Roethlisberger was uh, as aware last January the 22nd as he probably is this week. Yeah, a little frustrating um, because we talk about uh, sometimes it's just one play here, one play there. And, um, you know, tonight we didn't make those plays. And, you know, made, like I said, was it too big? Was it just a, you know, what, what was? I don't know. But, um, you know, we, we need to make every single play uh, in a game like this against an opponent like this. Shouldn't be too big for anybody Sunday, right? Sean Davis has been in this game. Artie Burns has been in this game. Javon Hargrave has been in this game. I, I'm not worried about them being overwhelmed by the enormity of the game and the opponent. I I'm over. I'm worried that they're going to be overwhelmed by the talent on the other side. Yeah, of the, the matchups. <laughs> Gronkowski has been a matchup problem for everybody. We're not unique in this. Brady has been a matchup problem for everybody. We're but, not unique in this. But can the Steelers match them? Can they uh, go punch for punch? Can they win a shootout, as Le'Veon Bell suggested after that Ravens game when he said we can win a shootout against I, anybody? I think we got the firepower to do it. I hope so. Ben better ice that arm all week. It's He's going to have to throw the ball 70 more times. Sean Casey's hanging out with us right now. And, uh, Sean, you're watching lots of TV. Yeah. Lots of winners me- uh, owners winner meetings, meetings, the yeah. winner meetings and stuff. Uh, and arbitration cases that are coming uh, to yeah. a head. They'll, they'll be coming up here in a couple of you know, but Pretty soon those arbitration cases will be coming up. But I was thinking, you know, you know, I was thinking about some of the stories I have, you know, from baseball. And I was sitting there this morning watching winter meetings, and, and this story popped into my head. This arbitration story—it's unbelievable. So my first year, I'm going to arbitration. My first year, after you know, after three years of, of the big leagues, you go. You, you usually guys don't go to arbitration. You don't want to go because it's you know, it's 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 a it's a you know big courtroom and they're just crushing you, right? So I don't right. Wanna... They're just telling you you they, suck. They want you to stay, but they <laughs> want to get you for the least amount possible. Yeah. So they're telling you why you suck. They're telling it's unbelievable. So I go there, I have to go to I, you know, obviously it's a lot of money. It's big league baseball, but it was like three million bucks or two point six million, right? They were offering two six. Usually, you come to two eight and you move on, right? Sure. And my wife's like, "Just sign the two six. So much money." And I, so I called my agent. I was like, "Can my wife come into the arbitration hearing? Because she needs to be in there." You know what I mean? So, so <laughs> <laughs> she needs to see it's a business. So we go in this arbitration case out in Arizona. Jim Bowden, who's the GM at the time with the Reds, is offering me two point seven. I'm like, Jim, just I'm going now. I'm, I'm, you've ruined my off season. I had to fly to Arizona. I'm doing it. So we get in. It's Frank Coonley's first arbitration oh, case ever. On. He's right across me. I don't even know who he is, but he's he's crushing me i'm like i want to get i love frank great friend now but at the time i wanted to jump across the table and get him <laughs> and so i'm in full suit looking good here's the three arbitrators my my uh my my agent just keeps saying every negative thing they say about you just write it down so here i go i just start sweating profusely they're like this guy's a base clogger i'm like that's it bam i start writing it down this guy they base just, clogger they go through this whole thing about i'm just I'm one of the biggest <laughs> bums ever like i can't even i can't even think i would make the 12 year old travel upper st Clair team but that, that's how i sound right so we're going back and forth going back and forth and I'm so mad I want to go after Jim Bowden our GM so after two hours of this craziness we have a break and I'm sweating profusely like I said I said that before but it's true I'm, <laughs> and I'm talking to my wife afterwards in the break and Jim Bowden comes up to me he's like Case I just want you to know this is this is this is business this isn't personal I go no Jim this is personal. This, yeah. is, this, this officially went from business to personal. Like I don't even yeah. know if I want to play for the Reds next year. Yeah. 
You could have your three million bucks. I yeah. I'm going back to Pittsburgh. I don't right. even care. You know what I mean? And that Frank Cooley guy, I'm coming after him, and Rob Manfred, I'm coming after everybody when we go back in the room. <laughs> so Jim Bowden walks away. He's all fired up. I'm totally fired up. You know, and uh, and my, I tell my wife, you know, I'm so glad you're here. This is, you know, you can see now the the business in baseball, and and I'm like, and what smells in there, man? It's like smells so bad in that arbitration room. It's disgusting. And she, my wife's like, yeah, it does. She's like. I think it's you. I'm like, oh my God, it is me. <laughs> so what happened? What happened was we had just. She goes, is, is that the suit jacket the cat pissed on the last the last road trip of the year? And I go, oh my God, it is. I go, did you get this thing dry cleaned? She, go, she goes, yeah, it must not have worked. So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So like, I smell like a, like an unbelievable. I smell like pig pen of cat pee. I'm like, this is disgusting. So I take my suit jacket, I throw it away, and it was like it was like I was a superhero. Like I went back in. I was like, I hope everyone smells how bad I smell. And the, the cat urine just goes over all over Frank Coodley and everyone that's here in this room. And we, and we ended up winning. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. But only that's me could that happen to. How does the cat pee on oh my, my God. jacket that I wear to the arbitration hearing? This guy's a base clogger. He strikes out too much. He smells, smells like, like cat, cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. We're putting Jinxie Cat up for adoption. First thing. What smells so bad in there? I think it's you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your wife heard them say all that bad stuff about you, and she was like, you know, you should take two, two five. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, we're lucky to be in the league. Offer them a discount. I mean, thank God you don't do that kind of stuff with your marriage, where you're like, look, none of this is personal. We're just going to have a little arbitration hearing. To we ended up getting rid of that cat, too. I, I, we were just about to have our first kid, and the last straw was not only my suit jacket, but he ended up, she, the cat ended up being on Mandy's mom one night when she was sleeping over. Like, that's it. Cat's got to go. That's the last straw. <laughs> That's that horrible smell. It's your mom. <laughs> it's just a theme in the Casey household. <laughs> your grandma or your stepmom or, or whatever. Your step, how do you say it? Mother-in-law. Ah, son of a... Your mother-in-law wakes up the next morning, Jim Bowden opens the door and offers her $2.3 million. Look, we've been thinking it over. <laughs> for the hardship. There's really no reason for us to do it, but for some reason, our olfactory hues are directing us. Your wife is like, you got to sign that. <laughs> Just don't go to arbitration. Just sign it. That would be arbitration in marriage would be good for stuff like whose relatives are we going to go stay with at the holidays? Right. You could have like an independent arbiter come in and have pros and cons for each relative's. It would be an all-out war because it would turn personal, and then it would just not be good for anybody. No, but you, it, you know, during the break, Sean, you just have that that talk like Bowden did. This isn't personal. <laughs> this is just the holidays. It's all the same. Your mom's not really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Quick break. We'll come back. Sean Casey hanging out with us. Sean Casey's hanging out with us on the DVE Morning Show. And snow means one thing for every kid out there. Well, two things. The first one is, I hope this means there won't be school. The second thing is this, sled riding. And I don't know about you, but me and my brothers, growing up in Erie, there was a lot of sled riding. We used to have these red discs. Remember the red discs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Christmas vacation. We, uh, we would go to this hill. There was a golf course about a mile and a half away, and it had a big, huge hill. Like It was like the 12th green was up on top of this hill. And it was a great sled riding hill because it had a cow bump on the one side, and the other one was like 
straight down. So you had two hills to choose from off this, which were great sled riding hills. Do you want air or speed? <laughs> right. And it was a very popular place, which meant it was always crowded, which meant you could get away with wiping people out without really being called for it. So we all had names for our sleds, and we wrote on them in crayon because the crayon would stay on, on the wax thing. I think, like, my brother's was, like, The Undertaker, and, like, one was, like, The Grave Digger and all that kind of stuff. And Monster trucks. Yeah, same kind of idea. And we would go, and you would, like, seek out somebody as they were, like, going down the hill. And you're like, all right. That Dave Simon is on his way down the hill right now, and I know he's <laughs> he's gonna get up slow. And if I time this perfect, I can wipe, wipe him, him out. out as soon as he stands up from the end of his run. So then he would go down, and you'd be like, "All right, all right." He'd be like halfway, and then you had to like angle it perfectly because you could you had to come from an, where subtle. you couldn't it had see. To be subtle, yeah, yeah. It had to be subtle. <laughs> and then you would cruise down and then the way that you would wipe people out is I mean, they would fly up in the air <laughs> so high. Cuz there was like a foot of snow and you know, it was a safe landing, but the initial takedown were I mean, it was hilarious and probably more dangerous than we were willing to admit. Mm-hmm. But we did it all the time. And my brother's had my brother Charlie used to put gravestones <laughs> On his <laughs> check him off. He would be like, I got three today. <laughs> Put him on there. And it was the dumbest, most hilarious thing ever. And everyone surprised he didn't while, grow up to be a serial killer. No, no, no. Yeah, no. He wasn't like he didn't uh, he didn't like cut the heads off cats or anything like that. He just, just wanted just taking people out sled riding. <laughs> people at sled riding. All That's the time. how it starts. But every once in a while, like there was this girl Amy Bujanowski, and we'd always kind of like <laughs> we would always kind of like like pick on her and stuff. And dude, I got her one day, and she landed right on top of me, and just started bam, just throwing. <laughs> She's like, "You the jerk!" And then I was trapped underneath her, and she was just wailing away, just beating the snot out of me. I scored it though. I mean, it was a you know, it was a kill. You know, I got it. It was a kill. <laughs> That's a kill. But we that- used to go, we used to go down to that three hole golf course. Man, Upper Saint Clair, they got three hole mm-hmm. golf courts like the yeah. you know they whatever. And there's a humongous hill coming down there, and at the end they got that jump. I mean, it, at the point though, like I, my buddy dislocates his shoulder, another dude goes flying <laughs> over the jump, over the hill, and I like, call the police. Like, hey, Johnny's out down there by the creek. We get some EMTs out here. We don't know if he's dead or not. He's like in a corner, you know. Oh my god! In the trees. Sometimes those landings that you'd have where you'd like oh. land on ice and you'd be oh, like, ah. Ice. <laughs> Oh, How do I still have a tailbone? You just lay there in pain. Oh, my God. You all right? I don't know. No. Yeah. The flip side of that is when you would try to run like in the pathway of someone coming down on a sled and try to time it so you could jump over them and just give somebody a boot to the oh face by God. accident. Not on purpose. But that was... You do that with a toboggan and it's yeah. just straight toboggan. up murder. <laughs> That was the other thing. We get three people on a toboggan or something. You're like, we're getting air. Let's go. <laughs> and if you were in that first slot in the toboggan and your knees were like, stu- that was the, I mean, the that was the, the worst. death zone. It's the worst place to be. Yeah, you're, if you're in the back, you can just bail. Yeah. You can just bail off of it. <laughs> no harm, no foul. But if you're in the secure seat, oh my God. You've made a commitment. You're in the right. front. You made you're a commitment. You're locked in. <laughs> sucks. And I'll tell you another thing. Those the old fashioned sleds with that, the runners with the runners the metal yeah. oh yeah those things 
Holy cow, were those dangerous. No, they were cool as hell. Kill you. But how did more people die? I don't believe it's true. I'm sure there, some probably did. Yeah, there's probably <laughs> sled deaths. Fatalities. Yeah. That was yeah. the only that was the only gift my mom would ever give me early. She'd bring out the orange sled like December eighth, like, here you go, Shawnee. Oh yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, those orange Here's the sleds. Snow. I was like, yes, thanks, my orange and red ones. Did you ever get those yeah. blue? Like just sheets of plastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you'd like soap them up or something. Yeah. 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 Wax them. Yeah. <laughs> and they would like store in your garage rolled up. <laughs> yes. And so you just carry that rolled plastic, and then you <laughs> unfurl it, and you have to kind of stand on it to get it to bend yes. back the other way a little bit. Did you ever do the saucer thing? Well, that was oh, the yeah. red disc I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. 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 Those were. The Put sled, Crisco at least, on if the you bottom. Had those, yeah, you have no control over that. You sauce. felt like you could guide the sled, even though you couldn't, because it would be going too fast. You start spinning around on those. You're like, this is such yeah, a bad where idea. are we? Yeah. <laughs> you ever do a car hood? That's where no. you are. Such what? a hillbilly. That's how you do it in Cincinnati. Yeah. Slack. No. What, here, you grew up in a junkyard. You want to? Here's how hillbilly I am. We would ride a car hood down a sawdust pile. There was a big. <laughs> there was a big lumber mill, and they had these enormous. Sawdust piles that were like three stories high, and you would fly down those things. It was awesome. That's a. Uh, there really needs to be banjo music when he's. Yeah, that was big time hillbilly. Yeah, that was that one. My. Slack, like my we're talking about traditional sleds and stuff. Slack's like, you ever ride a refrigerator door down a slag pile? pile. <laughs> oh, Lord, didn't you have a regular sled? Yeah, but if you can get a car hood, that's awesome. They're nice and wide. Yeah, good car hood to go down there. Right? You know, er, doesn't everybody know somebody with a just a a random car hood they're not using? Ever used in their one front of those, yard? Uh, windshield yeah. shades as a coat? <laughs> what? No. Why would you buy a jacket? <laughs> Use a tarp. They work fine. Uh, Sean Casey's been hanging out with us, so and you got to go back and watch the yeah. Hey, what the hell is Derek Jeter doing? Now, is this straight collusion? He's a I mean, sleeper cell. Sending Stanton to the Yankees and then not even going to the meetings? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. What? That's How again. is that not suspect around the league? How aren't people going, wait a minute? Hey, he needed to dump that salary, and the Yankees were the biggest people to do it, and that's is the it, d- Does that are, – are the Miami fans livid? I think so. Wouldn't you be? If like, yeah. You know, even, you know, whatever – if you trade whoever, you know, even when Bonds left us, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. or whoever gets traded from that, that that's popular, <clears throat> yeah, you're going to be mad. And Stanton's is a stud, you know. This guy's the next yeah. level player that the Marlins had. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that fan base is not happy. You like the Yanks to win it all this year? They got I mean, a good team, but you know, the funny thing about baseball that's different than any other sport is that whoever's hot at that time, you know, right, right, because too many factors with best of seven series, the pitching, all that stuff, injury. But yeah, right. are they a favorite? No doubt about it. They have everything that you want in a great team. Well, the Pirates got Engleb uh, Vilma. <laughs> well, they're really working hard right now at the meetings. <laughs> this guy hit two fifty six in the minors. For 500 games. Well, you know, Stanton, yeah. Vilma. <laughs> and Gung is not coming back, correct? He's just going to – he's in stuck? Korea for indefinitely? I have no idea. Probably. How about Jeter goes to Monday Night Football last night, doesn't go to the owners' meetings, and then Stanton told Marlins fans that they can watch him from afar? Really? I know. It's, I know. Like, hey. Well, I, I think at the beginning of the negotiations too. I don't think like when Jeter took over the team. Don't you think you might give Stan a call? Might be the first guy he called. He said he never talked to him. 
early on. So weird. <clears throat> I thought Jeter was going to be really good for the for So the lovable game. as a player. Universally respected. <laughs> yeah. I get you got to dump it, but this is just, I don't know. Well, they're giving $30 million in the deal, too. I know. <clears throat> they're picking up $30 mil, yeah. Uh, Gong actually was playing in the Dominican League. He was released by his team. He was hitting a buck forty-three. Really? Yeah. They don't put up with that in Dominican League. Oof. If you're not doing well, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're, if you're just Stanton and you struggle for three weeks in the Dominican League, you get released over there. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Morris going to the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> yeah, love it. About and Alan Trammell. Yeah. Both of them. That that's great, man. Jack Morris and Alan Trammell getting in eighty-four Tigers. You know, that's 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 long overdue, for real. I would concur. Does uh, Morris have the greatest, like in the in the World pantheon Series? of greatest games pitched? Maybe the second. Yeah. Don Larson no hitter. That 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 game against Smoltz, so that game seven, Braves Twins yeah. Smoltz Morris. He probably could have gone fourteen. He could have. Like he just he, was, he, un- he wasn't coming out of that game. What an unbelievable game! Already in the Mustache Hall of Fame, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. He seems like an old school surly dude too. He is. I see Jack all the time because he works for MLB.com, and he's like, "What's up, Case?" I'm like, "Oh God, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of scared." You're like, <laughs> "You're like, it feels like a little Jim Leland to me." Like, yeah. I love you, you love Skip, but you're a little scared of Skip. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like Daniel Day Lewis, and there will be blood. Yes. Sean yeah. Casey, uh, thanks for uh, everything you do all year long for us, and yeah. uh, we appreciate you coming by hey, today, man. I was just so glad. Honestly, one of the greatest moments of my Pittsburgh life was when I walked in here and I got a picture with Donnie Iris. I couldn't believe it. I was how like, about- oh, my God, it's Donnie Iris. How about <laughs> that? Can I get a quick picture of Donnie? It was unbelievable. So thank you for having me. Right I on. Got to see Donnie. I love you You got to post that picture, dude. Oh, 100%. I'll post it right now. And you that's and- the first time you ever met I'm Donnie. The first time I ever met Donnie. I love Donnie. That's Who doesn't love crazy. Donnie? So excited. So King- thankful. King Cool and, and the mayor. That might be our greatest picture. accomplishment. <laughs> Thank you, those two, uh, up. two Donnie. treasures. Don't forget Donnie's uh, second concert, which is going to take f- place February 10th. They're going to do King Cool in its entirety because the first 75th birthday celebration concert on the 3rd sold out. So they're having another one on February 10th, and tickets for that go on sale Friday the 15th at 10 a.m. He'll have a book signing for his new book, The Story of Donnie Iris and the Cruisers. December 20th at Jurgles. Make sure to check that out, too. Also, thanks to Charlie Batch, Cam Hayward, who's always great, and uh, Marta Napoleon. Marta on the Move. Yeah, her podcast, Marta on the Move, is going to be celebrating the 100th episode, and it has quite the following here in Pittsburgh, and they're doing a big uh, soiree. The City Theater, a live uh, taping of the podcast, January 5th, which will benefit Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Uh, It's going to have a game show, Rick Seaback. Uh, Kelly Mays is going to be there. Lee Trebosic. Lee Trebosic, all kinds of free craft beer, uh, good stuff. So Eventbrite or where the tickets are, but we have a link for you at dve.com. That's it. We're done, right? Done. done. Donezo. All right. Case, you got anything before we go? No, but I love <clears throat> love seeing you guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Get some Christ? good presents. Did we give you the French fry question? No. Rate, rate Best these. Best fast food for French fry. <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. Regular McDonald's fries, Chick-fil-A, the waffle fries, oh. RB, the curly fries, Ooh. or Wendy's. Wow. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with um, I'm gonna have to go with the curly fries. Ar- so you yeah. and Charlie Batch, Arby's yeah. guys. They're, they're number one. The curly fries the, with the Arby sauce. you got to yeah. have the Arby sauce. Yeah. The waffle fries, they're, they're right on time. 
Wendy's, and I think McDonald's. I'm scuffing with them. I can taste whatever they're putting in there to make those things yellow lately. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? It's like <laughs> yellow number seven or something. Like these aren't fries. I need to like load it up with Heinz ketchup or something. <laughs> I can taste whatever's making them yellow. <laughs> Must be your cat hanging around. There. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about me and yellow things. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> you stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him tight, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat? My pants. Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.